episode 101. Thank you all for listening to episode 100, The Pod Beats Patty Boggs, which I don't remember much of that. I'm Gary here with... Bear, and thank you for um, being alive. I appreciate that. Thank you. And? The Shiv. The Shiv. So the Shiv, I, I thought it would be a good idea to keep up with you and drink. I, I know I had you were at like 13, and that's when I got to 16, and I was gone. Like my mom walked out, I remember that. Ten minutes later, I'm in the bathroom for three hours. I don't remember. Yeah. You guys finished an entire episode, two more hours, without me. It was, I don't know. I listened to it. It was good. I don't know that it was good. <laughs> Jeff was trashed. I remember him coming, listening to it. Hold on, I gotta go pee. And then he comes back. Uh, Hi, I'm Security Jeff. I'm back, and Gary's dead. I'm still trying to make my way through it. I have maybe an hour left to go. Um, it is. It's not gonna get any better either. <laughs> it gets. It, it starts getting pretty uh, sloppy. Luckily, uh, Bear was there the game with uh, Beer One and Beer One Hundred. So yes, and I, and somewhere I had Beer Sixty Nine, and that's all I cared about. So good so to go. I know I had sixteen beers within the first seventy-five. Which was not good because no. you guys just kept up. And, yeah, it did not agree with me at all. So next time when we do this at episode 200 and we have a liquor liquor equivalency, uh, I'm not trying to beat the ship because it won't happen. Nope. Well, <laughs> I have nothing left to prove. I, <laughs> I'm not I, – I need some other guys to, to carry a little bit more weight next time. Well um, – well, Jeff had 12. I think Brandon had 13, which is good. Nate had, you said 10? I think Nate had 10. How many did you have? I had 10, but not by the end of the show. Oh, okay. I still had another, I had another couple after there. I think Cody might have had 10, if I can recall. Yep. Yeah, Cody wanted his double slash. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> he wanted the double slash. I had to I like get it. it. It was good. Um, yeah, what else? I mean, Jason had six, didn't he? And he was drinking diesel. Um, no. Maybe. He had four or six because he's the one that took over for the sports discussion. And he sounded pretty sober when he was trying to read what yeah, you were talking he, about. He, he really can't uh, he, he can't do beer, so it's not really his so thing. So in a year when we do episode 200, he can do the liquor equivalent and we'll right, be he'll, okay. He'll drink Jack and Coke, yeah. He'll be okay there. Sounds like we're going to do it. Yeah, I mean Ryan too. Ryan doesn't drink beer, and he uh, he did a good job. Oh, Cody, Cody, Cody Bryant, Cody Bryant. Yes. Cody Bryant. I think yeah. he had three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he he's all about liquor. So if we get that, and so is thirty out six. Sean, he's uh, he's all about the. He had four or five. He did good, but he likes liquor. And yeah. if you get liquor, I mean, we'll we'll beat it. We just got to figure out the equivalent of what a twelve ounce beer is to liquor, or what a shot no, would be. No, it's just drink for drink. So, I mean. Oh, then, dude, I'll have a ton and be fine, but I'll do it over time. I don't know if it's drink for a shot. I, I feel like a beer is going to have more than a shot, though. By the way, speaking of shots. Oh, do, I, do I have to grab that? Yeah, you might have to yes, when I thank our sponsors. It. No, beer is, beer is volume. That's okay. the issue. But if you're looking at just the uh, the potency, you know, one beer, one shot, that's so. Okay, so each shot will be equivalent to a beer is what you're saying. Yeah, Okay. But, I'm, I like it. I'll stick to beer. It's like pop to me. So And liquor's like pop to me, as you know, because yeah. we've, we've handed that at bars, so we'll be okay. Um, well, we got 99 more to figure that out, so yeah, we've we'll, got, we got time. So we've got 50 weeks to figure it out. <laughs> so 50 weeks from now, we're looking at the uh, end of July. Uh, so end of July, plan, it might be around your birthday, actually. Your birthday was on a Wednesday this year, so I bet you it's that weekend after your birthday or the weekend before. 
I'd like to go to Vegas. Why don't we do uh, oh episode 200 in Vegas? <laughs> there would only be like four of us that could afford it. Us three here and... Uh, I'm sure a couple more could. Um, you're probably right. I'm if we, if we get a good deal oh, at yeah? Costco or something like that, and Costco then, Travel. So then we got a... We gotta, Shameless plug. <laughs> nice. <laughs> then we have to, of course, travel. So a suitcase would be full of all the equipment, yep. which would be fine. Yeah. Start thinking you. about this. Yeah, but if but you're doing, but if you gonna, I like this actually. Anywhere I travel that's under five days, I can go out with a duffel bag carry on. I don't, same. I don't need to. But if uh, we have to send the, I don't check luggage. I, same thing when I go do shows. You can FedEx that stuff. Um, I, yeah, I don't like checking bags. I don't either. If, Too so, much work. No, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we could uh, we could check or we could we could split it between our duffel bags. I bet Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. The soundboard's small enough. The only thing is uh, going through security with the electronics is going to be kind of a pain. They won't care. We, we can just make sure, talk to TSA before, and then be fine. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that's not a bad idea. I'm not opposed to it. I'm we not could either. Be, we could play blackjack at Ellis Island at five bucks a hand. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> before we record. Uh, yeah, that'd be I bet a great you we could time. find a casino to let us record, too. Well, we could just do Even it in the room. Even if it's a shitty one. Right. But we could just do it in the room. I mean, who yeah, cares? Yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Would be, that would be a party. We would, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Are we, I don't know if we'd want to do it at the Cosmo, because if somebody's wasted trying to stand on that balcony. No. Um, and that's my favorite hotel in Vegas. Me but too. Uh, to save money, you know, we could uh, stay at like Harrah's or the Link, which is in the middle of everything. Yeah. It's not and, a bad idea. Yeah. And Link has a good pool. Flamingo has a good pool. They're both in the center. So I bet you if we reached out for a year on Twitter to like some of these Vegas casino and hotels, like, hey, we want to record our 200th episode there, blah, 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 blah. Hook us up. Yeah. Whoever, Get some comp rooms. Whoever gives us the best deal. Yeah. MGM, just just do it by the pool. We'll give you guys a cabana. Yeah. Okay, fine. I like, I like how we're having a meeting on the mic. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. So people can figure out what we're doing. Um, Everyone's going to know where we're at now. We're going to have to switch plans. Alaska. Going to Alaska. Yeah, maybe. No. So, yeah, you're right. All right. So, thank you to Wes Anderson while you get the uh, shots ready. Thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, Brandon over there. Uh, we appreciated the shirts. The shirts look great. I'm looking at mine right now with the 16 marks for the beer, the Pod Beats Patty Boggs, Episode 100, Gray Lamarck on the back. I wish that the people marking had made the marks bigger to really fill up the space because 16 doesn't look like enough no. in that huge, <laughs> well, we huge weren't sure. square. Well, we weren't sure what we were going to do. And oh, I, I thought I was just going to stop at 12. Yeah. So when the first yeah, slash me on me was, was like, you know, an inch long, I'm like, this is not going to be good. Yeah, and when you did that and when I saw you start drinking, I'm like, well, i got to keep going. I mean, he's at 13 now, so I'm I, going back. I bad. promised that I would do three right away, and so I had to you do did. three right away. I'm talking and you're done with two. I'm like, are you kidding me? i got to catch up now. This yeah, is you terrible. don't really hear much from me the first, like, two, three no. minutes of the podcast. And you're like, I'm already this. And I'm like, well, I can't catch up when you're that far, but... Uh, again, Brandon, thank you. Uh, we wish you could have made it. Hope you're feeling better. We appreciated the shirts, uh, the hoodies that we got look awesome. Uh, it, we were very happy with them. Shiv, I have to actually give you one. I got an extra one if you want it. I got two shirts. No, I'll give you a hoodie too. I got a sweet hoodie. The hoodies oh, are badass. Nice. I got an extra one, uh, so I can give you that after the show. And uh, thank you. What are we doing now? We're doing the iced tea, Whatever Long Island. Island. Iced tea is up there. This this is uh, legit because it's unsweetened. Thank you, <laughs> Shib. So uh, thank you again to Brandon 
for that. We got to take these shots because we have not yet, and uh, we forget the last few episodes we've forgotten. So, oh, do a shot. You just spilled ass. yours. All right. So, piece of shit. it's all right. Um, there are no paper towels are in the uh, kitchen. Sorry, because the, the or you can get some toilet paper out of the bathroom, whatever you want. Thank you to Steve uh, at Savage and Associates. He paid for all the frickers and for the French fries and gave us the area to record episode 100. That was and, a great spot. Yeah, it was. I love that place. Um, it's good for meetings, good for obviously a podcast. Had the big screen up there. Um, thank you again, Steve. And Steve came on for a little bit, talked about what he does. We appreciate the food. Did, uh, did Wyatt get those wings down? You finished those? Not yet. Not yet? Well, we only had a little bit left. Right. That was kind of surprising. No, when surprisingly, I, there's still a couple in my when, fridge, and uh, they probably need to get tossed if they're not. And when I came out of my three-hour meeting with John Luke Commode, I noticed that there weren't many wings left. When I went in, there was a ton of food left. When I came out, there wasn't shit, and no people either. So No, the I, three of us cleaned up, and uh, you weren't much help. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bear and I did a lot of the... Uh, straightening up i hope we left the office in good shape yeah i didn't steve i steve asked what happened to me and i told him and he said you're my hero and i'm like no i don't think that went off well for me um so again steve thank you for that thank you to uh 30 out six old sean over there crandall squad in lawn care he uh he paid for all the beer and there was a little bit left over you had some extra didn't you that you kept and you gave me i noticed in the cooler no uh we gave everything we gave left everything to sean. To sean yeah so there was only uh 16 beers left out of 174 so do the math yeah 158 and i gave you two of the natter days yep. and then i gave the rest to sean so sean was appreciative and we're happy that he could be there and of course sean we got to thank him and 419-704-5471 serves the toledo and surrounding area and not there is nothing there they don't even have grass where that dirt hit. <laughs> We're going to find the closest city here. What does that say? Eulara. Uh, Eulara, Australia. So I oh, noticed. It looks beautiful. Ironically, we have quite a few listeners in Australia, and uh, we can't thank them enough for listening. And we want to hear from you in Australia. So if you could tweet us, which it's at OTL Sports Pod. OTL Sports Pod, yes, at otl sports pod on twitter we would appreciate any questions you have anything you want to contribute we're all for it we're friends in australia um i think the 15 people in that picture are the entire population of eulara australia there's an airport it looks like just those north don't look of like that people those look like cacti so there you go yeah <laughs> or oh, trees yeah. that is that's, <laughs> trees. that's my bad the screen's too far yeah <laughs> It's a nice rock right there. That is a great Ayers, rock. Ayers Rock, Ayers Rock, something like that. That's uh, We had a guy from Australia on our show one time, and he was telling me that he and his father drove through the outback, you know, coast to coast, and you would see lights coming at you because it's all flat, but that other car wouldn't get to you maybe until two hours. Jesus. Just crazy. That's insane. I can't even imagine that. So you're saying they don't have Uber. Not through there, they don't. Goodness. So, so, Bear, let me give you the country list now of where we have people that listen. Different countries. United States, of course, is the biggest. Sweden, which a lot of that has to do with Spotify. Uh, Australia, the UK, Russia, Canada, Spain, Greece, Ireland, I- Iran, Morocco, Mexico, the Netherlands, and New Zealand. I feel like we're very uh, um, 
I, I can't say European, but European. See, my podcast is huge in Japan. That's like, what you that's said. Our, we don't have any listeners in Japan. That's our second biggest audience. Outside of the U.S., it goes Japan and then Canada. Um, so that's crazy to me that you guys don't have a, a huge Japanese listenership. Well, I, I think we got to throw some more at Japan. Maybe we talk to. about baseball or something well, else. Your wrestling podcast should do well there because that's a they have a huge wrestling fan base. They have a huge baseball fan base, so the sports one should do well there too. I guess we got to press it in Japan. You should. Speaking of which, uh, because of our Facebook page, I have ten dollars in credit on our Facebook page that I can boost our episode one hundred or any episode I feel like okay. to a targeted population on Facebook. Maybe we'll target Japan. Yeah, that'd be a solid target. I mean, they have money over there, right? Yeah, and we get some uh, something from Japan. And we have bases over there. I mean, we have a, a, a huge military base in Okinawa, so that that would go well, I think, for your podcast. Yeah, maybe we should do that. So, now maybe, I got a question though: if, if yeah. we played over there, does that does that translate? They get it on Spotify and listen. Does that translate for them? It must. I mean, Got they to, right? they listen to they listen to ours, so. Uh-huh. And we talk about, you know, who would who would win in a fight, Mr. T or, you know, Mr. Potato Head. So. <laughs> Potato Head, of course. You can put him back together easily. Right. The uh, He's the Humpty Dumpty of uh, Hasbro Toys. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, thank you to Tim at Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. So thank you to Tim over there at Verizon. And thank you to Cassandra. This is going to be my last one. Thanks to Cassandra at PNC. Call her, 419-877-0634. She can help you with all of your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, or personal banking. She is there to help. So, again, give her a call, 419-877-0634. So we already talked about episode 100. Overall, I think it was a success. We've talked about it for nine months. You know, granted, I was gone for most of it, which is fine. Bear took over. You guys all did great when you get, you guys did the grown-ups take over the podcast. The grown-ups are taking this over, and I like the discussion. I have not gotten that far yet. I like the discussion. It was good. And, um, yes, you can hear that people are drunk. There was a few times I could tell Bear was feeling it a little bit. I knew you were feeling it. I could hear that easily. Jeff, for sure was fantastic. And and Bear, how do you feel about Jeff hitting on your mom saying, where's the blonde? Hey, that's okay. He's a good guy. Um, I thought he was hilarious. Um, obviously, he threw a couple jabs at him on that. And yes, he could still kill me, but it still put up a decent fight. But he was he was absolutely hilarious. He was awesome. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Added to the comedy of the show, no doubt. Certainly entertainment. He's he's got a, a lot of great stories too. Yeah, he's he's lived the most varied life of anybody I've ever met, yes. and he's got a story for any situation, any time. So uh, he bringing him on our show was probably the the smartest thing we've done as a yeah, podcast. He, and he, and overall, he's just a good guy. And he's a great guy. He will help anybody. His wife's an amazing person, too. Uh, he's funny. His stories are great. I think you both are filling in, am I correct? On two tw- weeks. In two weeks on the 21st, which is the first day of, of uh, different right. things going on for all of us here. Right. I got to uh, get clearance from the tower on that one, but I think I should be okay. <laughs> and Because uh, Bear is going to be absent. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got some work out of town. So hopefully right now we've got it scheduled that, that uh, Security Jeff and the Shiv are going to be on. And that'll be a good fill-in for you. I mean, it'll, yeah, I'll absolutely. miss you being here. 
But um, those guys would be great. We're talking about covering AFC West because Denver is in the AFC West. So I want to hear more stories from Jeff because he talked about Peyton Manning. He talked about John Elway, how he's a dick. And uh, so I want to hear some more stories about that because he's got some great stories. And I've heard a lot of them. Von Miller. Yeah, Von Mower. Yeah. (laughs) Heard that. And then what did he say? His dog is Von Mastiff or? No, his dog's name is Bronco. And he's oh, Von Bron- a, he's, it's a 200 pound mastiff. Yeah. His other dog is, yeah, is, uh, I forget Bronco's full name, but, um, and he's got a, a pit bull or no, a bulldog named Dante. And Dante's got a full name as well. I forget. Inferno. <laughs> Speaking of terrible movies. But he's, uh, his, his, uh, lawnmower is orange and it's, uh, Von Mower. So. And he's got a badass mower. Yeah. Zero turn radius. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, he sent a picture of it to us yesterday. He's <laughs> got a uh, he's got a pretty big backyard with a creek that runs through it, so he needs he needs something to take down a lot of uh, a Need, lot of lawn. Needs all that zero turn right there. Yeah, yes, he For does. Von mower. So does he rush off the edge of his house when he mows the grass there? I wonder if it does. He <laughs> rushes off the edge. He might sacks a couple bunnies in the backyard. Maybe who knows? So it is. What is today? It is August seventh. So actually tonight. Um, at, well, it already started, so it's probably on right now. I guess we should see. I'll just go one more channel over because I want to see if this is legit. Right now, currently on ESPN2, yes, it is legit, is ESPN8, the Ocho. As you can see on the top right corner of the screen, they're doing ESPN8, the Ocho, for one day. Um, they showed dodge, dodgeball at midnight. They had Spikeball College Championship, Big Buck World Championship, Lumberjack Championship, World Axe Throwing. Highland Games, uh, stone skipping, <laughs> chess boxing, whatever that is, professional arm wrestling, like all this stuff throughout the day. And right now, what is it? Lawnmower racing was on earlier. What's on right now? Looks like they're climbing ice steps. Yeah. Slippery stairs, cornhole cups at eight. So we might we might catch the cornhole cup. So these are stairs made of ice, and people are squirting water on the stairs with the uh, projectile ice things that you or water things that you give your kids in the pool. <laughs> Wow. I don't know how you train for this other than to do it. Yeah. So ESPN ESPN 8, the Ocho, obviously this is after dodgeball, paying homage to dodgeball, and they're doing it just this one day. So like we said, slippery stairs is what this is called. Then we got the WCO World Cornhole Cup, and after that we got the World Cup of Dodgeball, U.S. and Canada. Well, you can pull people down. It's not just trying to get up the steps. You're, You're sabotaging people. In this game, this looks like something that I would play with my friends. This after looks like a, a lawsuit. Alcoholic beverages. No, this is terrible. These are all like frat guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned arm wrestling, and we're covering a movie later. I would like to be on the show if you ever cover over the top for your sports movie. That might have to be one. It's I, the most ridiculous premise ever, but I don't want to spoil my thoughts on it <laughs> until we'll you have do to it. Save that. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, so, what, Bear, what are your thoughts? You gave me a text a little bit earlier about this whole ESPN 8 the Ocho. What's your, what's your thoughts? I mean, it's kind of dumb. I know the dodgeball stuff would be cool, the ultimate cornhole, whatever the hell they're playing, but slippery stairs, really? How about if we're going to do that, why don't we just have slip and slide flip cup? That would be better. I'd, I'd much rather see that. Teams doing that. You know what I want to do sometime, and we should do it on the podcast, get the grown-ups out there. I saw that slip and slide kickball. That looks like a broken neck or concussion. I'm down for it. I, I the guys on my show would not do well at that. Uh, I can think we of, can do slip and slide flip cup. I'm down for that. 
You guys did that, didn't you, at Beer Olympics? Yeah. Yeah, it looked fun. Yeah, and someone broke their ankle. And, oh, maybe um, not. I just played Flip Cup in Vegas uh, a couple weeks ago. What did I see? Like Flip Club. Flip Club. Um, what was it, like tic-tac-toe flip? Something different with Flip Cup. I don't know what it was. Yeah, Flip Cup, and you, uh, your table's tic-tac-toe, so once you get it, you have to... Oh, you, you, then you pick, right? Yeah, okay. then you pick. Yep. That'd be interesting. A lot of thinking. The um, the cornhole, I think, is fun to watch because if you think you're decent at cornhole, you just have to watch pro cornhole to realize how mediocre or less than mediocre you really are. These guys are on fire. They just drain them one after another. It's crazy. It's Yeah, watching them go back and forth, back and forth. And then they had one the other day where this guy had to pull off like the miraculous shot and knock two off and bank one in. He did it, and everyone was freaking out about it. You know, if I hit the board four times, I'm happy. Like I'm good with that. These guys, if they don't hit the board one of the times out of every single one of their throws, they're almost in tears, it looks like, sometimes. Because they pretty much just lost. But it's actually kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I, that's the one thing I, I've enjoyed about this, uh, the Ocho experience, you know, the... The sports that are kind of marginalized, I guess, sports. Yeah, it, I don't know what's going on right now. Something about kilt. No, but you can kilt only, rental. Kilt rental. I mean, I I think most sports enthusiasts would agree that you do get tired of seeing the same stuff all the time. It is nice. I can watch football to, all the time, though. That that's football's football. Yeah. Outside of football, though, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of variety. Okay. I can agree to that. I don't want to turn on ESPN and see baseball, college baseball, little league, World Series. It's just or it gets boring. spelling bees. Can we not have spelling yeah. bees on sport networks? Can we just get rid of that? I, I never why. I think maybe when I was younger, I might have watched it, but ever since then, no, can't do the Scripps National Spelling Bee. It's terrible. It is. And didn't they have like an eight, eight, like eight, eight way tie for yeah. first this year? Something, Something like stupid. that. Yeah, it just kept going. But yeah, I can't watch. I can't watch that on the sports night. That's not why I tune in. Put right. that on a different channel. I agree. Um, so just on the Twitter, uh, Shiv, I don't know if you know much about this. So he, t- Bear played me a video earlier, and it's Steve Smith talking about fantasy football and DJ Moore being benched over whom? So Steve Smith went up to Cam Newton talking about his fantasy football lineup, jokingly, um, being Steve Smith, and said, should I put in John Brown? Um, there was another wide receiver, I can't remember, whoever, over DJ Moore, who last year at the time was a rookie for the Carolina Panthers while DJ Moore was standing right behind him. And that's what made it so funny because he was talking about it. And Cam's like, come on, man, that's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> going in all that. And then he ends up going up to DJ Moore and saying, You're going to give me two points. Do I, yeah. <laughs> do I, do I, if I put you in my lineup, better not give me two points or I'll whoop your ass or something like, like that. I'm just going to do it. It was so, pretty funny. Justin on the Twitter's question in regards to that, what are your thoughts on Steve Smith Sr.? Are you taking what he's throwing down when it comes to fantasy football? Any hidden gems people should be uh, taking? So um, am I taking what he's throwing down? I think it was just a joke and a ploy, and he's playing with people. Um, any hidden gems this year? Uh, I mean, there's some. <laughs> you know. I mean, if you don't want to give them, you don't have to give them. No, you can give them. I mean, yet. You, that doesn't matter. DJ Moore is a hidden gem. DJ Moore is a hidden gem. And you can, if you follow the Steelers and see what it, whatever happens, and you know this for the past 10 years with with Ben Roethlisberger, whoever that second receiver is always does well. Should be should be James Washington it this should. year. Um, he was the third, fourth last year who kind of was up and coming. Obviously, Antonio Brown's gone. Juju's your number one. So certainly um, James Washington would be there. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, goodness. Any other hidden gems? I mean, off the top of my head, right now, it's a little bit too early. I mean, if, it's kind of tough. If you were picking from the Browns, okay, would you take Landry or Beckham? Beckham. Yeah? Yeah. Would you, do you think Landry is a solid second? Absolutely. I mean, he's a he's a possession receiver, but last year he also his um, you know his catches went down from before. But he also has a quarterback who can you know throw the ball downfield and not Ryan Tannehill who can throw it five yards. Right. So it's a little bit different. Um, Jarvis is still great in underneath routes and crossing routes, but he doesn't quite have the burst downfield experience. He's really good at running routes, um, shorter routes, intermediate routes. That's what he's fantastic at. So Jarvis Landry is still going to catch 80-plus balls this year, no doubt. But OBJ is going to be your big playmaker. And so is Najoku. You want a hidden gem? There you go. He wasn't really a hidden gem, but Najoku's gotten lost in that offense with Jarvis, Chubb, and now OBJ there with Baker. He's still a monster tight end. It's his second year, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a rookie last year. Right. And, um, you know, he he has potential to be a top three tight end in the NFL this year. What about Damian Harris, New England? Running back. I mean, New England's going to have 76 running backs, so and they make all of them good. I, there's, I can't do anything with that. <laughs> so <laughs> It's tough. I'm just looking it's at It's a different. football factory. I mean, you, you can't – their system works. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the second running back in um, Kansas City is going to be Carlos Hyde this year. Do you think he's a decent two or maybe flex option for people? I mean, I'm I'm sure he is. It's I mean, he's getting older and older. He's always just had fumbling problems, but I think Damian Williams is still going to be that workhorse who's going to run twice, still be the third down back and catch balls out of the backfield because he can do that, especially with Mahomes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Carlos Hyde is viable. What 500 yards rushing, maybe four touchdowns. That'd be a solid backup year for him. What about and you? Know what stinks about him is the transition that he's made from from college to fo- to the NFL. We've I think uh, Ohio State fans like myself maybe expected more, um, and he hasn't really delivered on what we saw from him in college. But that's not to say he he's a bad go to. Right. Um, I, I wish Cleveland still had him, mm-hmm. but you know I'll take Chubb all day. So you'll take Chubb all day, and now you've got um, Kareem. Well, Kareem Hunt, yeah. Later game nine, yeah, yeah. But and that'll be not. well. I mean, Duke Johnson. Duke there. Johnson's and, great. And yeah. Duke's always a good pass catcher, and he can still he still catch fifty balls. Now I'll I'll. What about Kiki Kuti? If he can he's stay saying, healthy, man. I mean, he'd be he's a great he he would be a great two behind Hopkins there in Houston, but he's got to stay healthy. He's He's a small receiver, man, and that's tough in the NFL when you're five foot eight, 150 pounds, fast as shit, but you get hit once by a 250-pound dude, you're donezo. All right, I've got a few more for you. One wide receiver and three tight ends. DJ, DJ, DK Metcalf. Um, oh, man. I mean, Russell can throw, but... He's going to be someone who, I mean, unless he gets his route or his route running there, he's going to be somebody who is going to be a jump ball guy in the end zone, like they did with Jimmy Graham. You know, right? I think that's more what he'll be until he can run some routes. We'll so, uh, New England's new tight end is it Matt Lacoste? Uh, I I don't even know to be honest with you. I think that's who it is. is. It? We'll see. You know, Gronk's retired, and then you got two Iowa boys, Hawkinson for Detroit and Font from. Or for the Broncos. No, I watched a little bit of Fant, Noah Fant, um, because Fant. he was in the Hall of Fame game. 
He had a couple holding penalties, but also had a couple of great catches and great routes. So um, and it wasn't with Flacco. It was with Drew Locke, I think, who's the backup there. So it looks like they have a little bit of chemistry. He certainly needs to work on his run blocking, though. There's no doubt about it. But those, uh, those, some of those routes that he ran and balls that he caught, I think he might have had three catches for like 31 yards or something like that, which for a preseason game is pretty good. He gets that blocking down, and I'm sure as he practices with Flacco, um, they'll have a good repertoire together because they like their tight ends in Denver. I agree. And uh, eventually, by the way, we're going to have – Jeremy's going to give us our trivia questions for the week. I think we're tied that papers over there under that artwork. Um, and But before then, I kind of want to talk about, did you, I know I told you about it. I know you said you didn't watch it. Shiv, I don't know if you watched it, but the basketball tournament is what it was called. You probably know nothing about it. Nope. So the championship game was last night, and it was Carmen's crew, which is all Ohio State players, former Ohio State players. So you had John Diebler, Aaron Kraft, the coach was Jared Sullinger. Evan Turner was the assistant. Scooney Penn used to be the coach, and it was all Buckeyes they used to play, except one guy uh, went to, I think, Otterbein. And, um, but everybody else from Ohio, it was fun to watch, fun to see. What William Buford was out there, right? Yes. He made the clutch two free throws at the end. And I'll talk about this. They played um, Marquette. It was in Chicago, and they played all former Marquette players. And what happens is – Except Dwayne Wade. Except Dwayne Wade. He went to Marquette. Well, yeah, but he didn't play, obviously. The, the, I know what you're said saying. said all Marquette players, I said, except Dwayne Wade. Marquette players were on that team. Sorry. Just saying. Yes, sir. And so what they do, I don't know if you know how they do their ending. So they have this thing called the Elam ending, um, which is when they get to four minutes left in the game, whatever the score is. So let's say yesterday, I believe it was uh, 58 to 57. So there was 3.57 left. Ohio State calls timeout. So what happens is they were up 58.57. So now it's the first to get to 66. They add eight points to whoever's winning, and they have to get to that. So whoever gets there first wins because 66 is the ending number. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they they came out. They had a few. They had a turnover. They were going back and forth. And then eventually Ohio State got a couple steals. And then at the end they followed Buford. And right before he was going to the line, they were up 64 to 60, I think. And they said, he's not missed a uh, foul shot all tournament. I'm like, of course you would say that. And they were playing for $2 million, which is big. Yeah. So they split $2 million. Buford makes the first one, makes the second one. Carmen's crew wins. And I think it was the Golden – what was their – what's Marquette's name? Like the Golden, Golden Eagles, I Golden think. Golden Eagles, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and Buford, William Buford is the uh, pride of Toledo, Ohio, isn't he? Yes, went to Libby. And um, he was very good here. Went to Ohio State. And I always used to call him Damon because I would think of why, why I thought of Damon Buford. I don't know. But then I think of Big Buford from rallies, and then I'd get the excited. Big Buford, so. yeah. And uh, I, I think of Forrest Gump, Benjamin Buford Blue. Like <laughs> shrimp, coconut shrimp, shrimp kebab, shrimp scampi, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes. But the – so they won. Um and their jerseys were awesome. I was telling you about it. So it says Carmen's Crew. You know why they have the name Carmen, obviously. But the San Diego. Yes. And the M on the jersey had a big X through it because of Michigan. So I you love don't that. have an M That's anywhere. good right there. I like that. So that was pretty solid. They took down a team that had won the last four out of five years, my dad said, and they had won like 40 games in a row. 
and Ohio State took them out before they made it to the championship. Good. So the basketball tournament looked really fun. I only watched last night's game, and that was it, and uh, the Carmen's crew won. So all Buckeyes, and we're, we're happy to see that, and go Buckeyes, of course. Absolutely. All right, so did you happen to see, I've got a few random things that kind of fill in here, and I'll just talk about them. I took screenshots of them as we were going. I want to get your thoughts, and we can get um, we can get the thoughts of Shiv here too, whatever he thinks. So I'm going to scroll back over to the first one, and the Christmas Day games for the NBA. I know we got a while out, but we've got Clippers-Lakers, Pelicans-Nuggets, Celtics-Raptors, Bucks, 76ers, Rockets, Warriors. Pick a game. Which one are you watching? Only one. Clippers, Lakers. I'd do the same, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, gonna, I'm disappointed they didn't put the Knicks on there, though. They're trash. I'm just saying the Knicks are always on. I mean, yeah, but that's like taking the Lions off of Thanksgiving. The Lions are trash, but the Lions play every Thanksgiving. This is how, true. How great would it be to live in Los Angeles right now yeah. in, in terms of the NBA quality? Because um, – for years, I think we all remember the Clippers just absolutely sucking. Yes. And the Lakers were good. And now the Lakers have been hit or miss, but they're expected to do well this year. Clippers are expected to do possibly better this year. So if you live in if you live in LA, I mean you got it made when it comes to, to basketball. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a great year for them, as long as everyone stays healthy. I think the Clippers have the slight edge with Kawhi and Patrick Beverly there. Um, but you can never count out LeBron James. No. no. Anthony, and half a year Anthony Davis. Agreed. As long as it's the correct half of the year, oh, yeah, they'll be shit. tough to beat. They will be. All right. So, fun stat here. After starting 0-3 to begin the 1990-1991 season, Michael Jordan never lost three consecutive games in a single season again as a member of the Bulls. Wow. 629 games. What about the Barons? <laughs> did pretty Where's shitty that there, stat at? I don't know if they have that stat. How do you do for the Wizards? Uh, not as good. <laughs> the, uh, so Vince Carter, I think we all know who Vince Carter is, is returning to the Atlanta Hawks. He's 42. He's actually older, I just saw this too, than Trey Young's dad. Jesus. <laughs> Which is crazy. Trey Young is the star of the Hawks. Yeah. And uh, so if Vince Carter plays a game after January 1st, 2020, which he should, he will be the first player in NBA history to play in four different decades. Wow. I saw that. That was insane. And I think they, he signed for another year. I thought I saw yeah. it, right? So all he's got to do is play in January of 2020, which, you know, this is this coming season and four decades, 90s, 2000s, 10s, 20s, That's four crazy. decades. That's crazy. We had a time that just right in terms of when you start. Yeah, end of the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, you start in ninety nine. It's about perfect. And I think he was what ninety seven, ninety eight, right. right there. Yeah, right? I think so. So, and he'll probably be the only person to dunk in an NBA game in four decades as well. Would be my guess if I had to take one. And so we got a couple college basketball things here. So Evan Mobley uh, told ESPN or told Paul Biancardi that he will attend USC. So he he's the number one 2020 recruit in basketball, and he's going to join his father, who's an assistant coach, and his brother Isaiah, who is a freshman at USC. Okay. Keep it in the family. Interesting. I feel like they haven't been relevant in basketball since O.J. Mayo was there. I agree. Um, but isn't that what you're looking for as a kid, that to, to go into a program that they're going to build it around you and then – you know, you can transition that into an NBA career pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. 
I would certainly think so. Especially if you're at USC. I mean, that's a great market for basketball already. Yep. So. The, the next thing I have here in college is Imani Bates is not just the number one prospect in the 2022 class. He's the best prospect in high school basketball right now. So he's a sophomore, going to be a sophomore, right? 20, 21, 22. Yeah, he's going to be a sophomore. I saw they had him. They said he was the fourth highest ranked recruit or something yep. like that. Tied for, t- tied, tied for third, third with sends, Anthony Davis and LeBron. Derrick Rhodes. Yeah, and he's only crazy. a sophomore. Yeah. So it's going to be – he'll be number one. Well, and, number one is Durant. And where is he from? And number two is uh, Greg Oden. Where is he uh, uh, part of the country here? I do not know. He doesn't have his high school up there, like where he's at right now. Um, I'll just Google him. How about that? It makes it even better. Amani Master Bates. <laughs> We're going to find him. He's 15 years old. That is young. He is a kid. Uh, gosh. So high school, I'm trying to find him right now, see where he's at. South Carolina. South Carolina. Interesting. Right. That's a eh, – not a, I mean, you're right there at the, the Duke, North Carolinas of the world, right? Right. Uh, for college. If, if they still, still have there. to go there one year by the time he's uh, going, we'll see because it sounds like they'll change that back again here soon. So as a freshman, he was 6'8 and a half, 186 pounds. Nope, a, I'm sorry. He's, he's not in South stick. Carolina. They reported this in South Carolina. He's from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Mm, okay. We so, should try to go watch him play. If we can. If he's still playing up there, we should go watch yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, that's a 45-minute drive. I mean, that'd be worth it. Yeah, to see him. See a potential and then we're, stud. We're yeah. going to see. Uh, so during his game on Friday, he dropped 32-12. and 12. This is last year. Only power programs there to recruit him were Michigan State and Michigan. All 20 minutes from Ann Arbor. Wow. That is, I think Holtman needs to make the trek up there. Yeah, we're gonna, man, that'll be amazing to see what happens. And then you got Bronny, who's fourteen, right? Yeah, Bronny James, LeBron Jr. Yeah, he's gonna be freshman this year. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be something else too. I mean, he won't be his dad, but he's gonna be good. Talents there. Did you watch uh, the race this past weekend? No, I did not. NASCAR. No. Where were, what was it, the Glen? Yes, it was the Glen. So it was at the Glen. Chase Elliott won, but I think the highlight of that was uh, Bubba Wallace getting into it with Kyle Busch. Made Brandon very happy. I liked seeing it. I love Kyle Busch, but Bubba Wallace spun his ass right out. He did not give a shit, and then he was going off on a tirade swearing at Kyle Busch. So, hey, I give him credit. I mean, they were going at each other. They certainly were. And, um, you know, Kyle he finally got what was coming to him. You know, he races hard and someone else got him and spun him out. And I didn't see anything. I don't know if Bush got pissed or anything like that, but you know, what can you do at that point? You're the guy that does all that shit. You're the bad boy. So you got a little taste of your own medicine and I hope he took it with pride. And I would guess that he probably spins Bob out this week in Michigan. You think so? I think he might. Uh, There's still always payback. Yeah. There's always payback in this. And, so what do you think is we got a pick from Brandon? It's at Michigan. So let me give up the let me give the updated standings first off. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four races left until we can repick people again. And Brandon is ahead at fourteen point nine is his average, and so he's sitting at three hundred and twenty seven. I'm at sixteen even, so I am at three hundred and fifty three. And I said he's at 327, so he's only 26 spots ahead. Yeah. That's not bad. No, it's not. Um, so, Devendetto, I need him to wreck. 
and uh, go from there. And you're at 16.7, which is two, 368. So not too bad. I don't think it's too bad. 327 to 368. So you're talking one race yep. between you and Brandon. Uh, I can get it at, depending on what place my guy finishes. He took Matt Dibendetto. Do you know who you're going to take? Um, yeah, I guess it's going to be the best time to use him. So I am going to go with uh, Chase Elliott for a back-to-back this week. I wish I would have used him last week like an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, I got I got to use him. So he races well in Michigan. I sh- hopefully should be able to get a top five out of him. I'm going to take Ryan Newman. Okay. I haven't used him yet. Solid pick there. He finished eighth uh, in uh, in the July race or June race, excuse me. So I'm going to take he, Ryan Newman. And he's won, he won here in 03 and 04. So he's uh, won at this track before, but um, something that was dominated by Kyle Larson a couple of years ago. He hasn't been up there here lately. Right. So can't so, wait for another exciting Michigan race. Yay. But what's next weekend, Bear? Next weekend is Bristol. And who's going to be there? I'm going to be there. Are you going to be there? And Dave Portnoy. He, well, we'll see if he's going to be there. Yeah, he says he is, but yes, I will be there, and then we'll have uh, find some pizza, big and tasty, and beer league will also be with us. Yeah, so it'll be a good time. Looking should, forward to that. It should be should be a pretty fun time. I'd say so. Um, big and tasty sent me. Did you? Did he send you the snap of his shirt? Mm-mm, I don't think I have him on snap. Um, he got uh, the Ricky Bobby, old Ricky Bobby shirt. He's going to wear that day. So yeah, classy. Who got that, Nick? Cody. Cody. Yeah, I'm not friends with Cody there. Um, but so he got the, it's if the you ain't Wonder for, Bread if you shirt. Ain't first or last. Oh, yeah. I have a Ricky Bobby shirt. I think it just says Ricky Bobby. I don't know what it says. I got it at Walmart. Yeah. If Good. you ain't first or last. nice. Got it at Walmart. That's going to be his uh, NASCAR shirt. So it'll be pretty good. $6 investment, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. yeah, 6 or four ninety nine <laughs> or seven fifty. It was good. All right. So let's go to NASCAR. Or not NASCAR. We just did NASCAR golf. Am I still drunk? You might be. Uh, PGA. So this last week, uh, Webb Simpson finished second, which is who Brandon had. Uh, Patrick Reed finished 22nd, and I had Hideki Matsuyama, who finished 82nd. Wonderful. Thank you, Hideki. Missed the cut. Yikes. So the updated standings, I'm at 29.9, and I'm going to scroll this down for 898 total. Barrier at 33.2, by the way. 8898 Brandon is at 975 so an 82 and a win would put us together and you are at 997 okay I'm not out of it you are not and where are they playing this week you want to tell us about or what happened well who won last week somebody I don't know um shit I don't even remember I'm not gonna lie I have no idea who did win last week let me look this up all right, and then while you're doing that, you want to talk about the Northern Trust, what's going on, how many events are left. Yeah, so this is the second leg of the um, PGA Tour FedEx Cup. So these are the top 125 golfers in the FedEx Cup are playing this week, so there will be a cut. The top 70 go to next week play at the BMW Championship. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people fighting for spots up there. Um, you know, you do that math, uh, 125 minus 70. And, you know, it, it's if you get cut this week and you're in the top 70, close to around that, you're going to start sweating a little bit. And these guys in the, you know, these guys lower down here who are from 70 to 125, you know, they got to play. And you got some decent names in there. Charlie Hoffman sitting at 71. You got Johnny Vegas sitting at 78. Russell Henley. You got Brandon Grace. 
Um, I, I just saw, too, Rafael Cabrero, Cabrero Bello was sitting at, like, 122. Really? And he is expected to have his first child this week, so he is out. So he is not even golfing this week, so he will not be making it to the BMW Championship at all. So that's another guy who's, uh, you know, pretty much a spot that's going to be open there for all these other golfers to go ahead and go, you know, they got to play tough this week. And this is where it starts getting crazy because the FedEx Cup, man, that's a lot of money right there. And um, the only other one, the biggest name probably on this who's down at the list, Paul Casey. You know, that's a guy who can get hot here in the next couple of tournaments and start making it into other tournaments as he keeps going. So I wouldn't be shocked if you see him up there and see him uh, make his way, barely make his way to the BMW and possibly get into the top 30. But that'll be tough to do from the 123rd spot right now. And JT Poston won at the Wyndham Championship. Interesting. By the way, his first PGA Tour win. And I, let's see where that. I'm going to, well, I'm going to take a, uh, well, Brandon's taking Rory McIlroy, one of the favorites. I'm going to take another favorite, um, but not uh, somebody at the top, not Dustin Johnson, not Brooks Kopika or Kepka is his real name. Uh, I'm going to take John Rahm. I hope he plays aggressive. He usually does here, and I'm going to stick with him. I've got to just three events to not fuck up so that I don't choke and have the biggest choke in our history of picking teams because I had a humongous lead. Yeah, and John Rahm is sitting ninth right now. In the FedEx Cup, so John Rahm has to, um, you know, he's got to win tournaments to get to that one spot. And I mean, that's fifteen million dollars on the line. So even though he's sitting in that nine spot, I mean, he, you still got to play. You still got to catch Brooks Kepka because he's going to be getting points here. And Rahm is sitting, fast math, fourteen hundred points, give or take, away from Brooks Kepka. And five hundred for a win, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so here's what happened. In the last two weeks, so in the last two weeks, I've had 102 points. So I'm I'm 80 some ahead of Brandon. I've had 102 points the last week. Brandon had three, so I had him destroyed. I was 180 points ahead of him, and with three events left, I'm only 90 points ahead of him. He's catching fire right now. So if I if Rory wins and Ron misses the cut, it's one and 82, and then it's going to come down to two weeks left. I'm only 10 ahead. Yeah, I was far ahead. It's bad. They're catching me for golf. We do average where they finish. Right. So it's uh, I've had some miscuts lately. In my last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven events, I've had four miscuts, a 65th, a 20th, and a 10th, and a 21st before that, and then my win. So since my win, the best finish my guys have had is 20th. Yeah. I mean, you in need eight weeks, two you, months. If you get a top 10 this week, you're pretty much locked in. You'll be all right. If I get a top 10, I'll be okay because last week I'm taking Kepka because he's going to start out 10 under as of right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, more than likely I'm taking Kepka regardless. So all I need is this week to do well, and then I'm pretty much a shoe in Well, if, like you said, if. It's you, a big if. You need it. I mean, like you said, there's only 30 spots left in the Tour Championship. So And I didn't want to be a dick and take Rory because I think that's fucked because that's just playing – playing keep away essentially and plus i should have picked first anyway oh, i mean yeah i mean and also if you think that he's gonna win then pick him who cares no i i'm gonna go with rom because i'm not like you said i'm not big on rory when i take him he doesn't really do that well and that's kind of what's happened to you see he missed a cut when i took him earlier this year he won he was my last win he finished eighth and second so he's finished first second eighth and 82nd yeah i'm not um 
I'm not taking a guy who is close to the top like you two are. Okay. I'm taking someone who's a little bit closer to that BMW cut line. He's inside of it. He's 67th right now in the FedEx Cup, but he's still a big name, and that's Jordan Spieth. Nice. That's who I'm going to take this week. Um, I think Jordan. He's going 50 to 1 odds. I think Jordan um, goes top 10 this week for sure mm-hmm. and uh, solidifies that spot as he goes top 10 into the top 30 for the Tour Championship. When he also plays well at the BMW, I think he's going to come on hot here in the last three tournaments. Fifty to one—that's that's a good bet. Yeah, right it is now. for Spieth. Yeah, hell yeah, it would be yeah. throw yeah. ten bucks on it, five hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. So if we had sports betting here, which we don't yet, but when we do, we're going to be doing pick 'em in, uh, and hopefully you're here for most of that when we start picking NFL, and it's going to be us three and Brandon. We will include Brandon, but he'll be the sort of counts, sort of doesn't. We don't know because he's going to be so busy. Um, because we'll be doing the ESPN challenge like normal, and we'll give away some swag if somebody can beat us throughout the year. But if they have sports betting, what Bear and I talked about doing is going down and just laying down a sports bet. Um, you know, bet on the teams because we always end up over five hundred, so we're going to have a plus. So we're talking bet ten dollars on a game every week. And so if there's sixteen games, one hundred sixty bucks first week, split it, you know, forty apiece, and then use our winnings each week to just and it, it might be at one hundred and sixty was what we'll end up back at, but just keep spending it every week. And then we're going to put one, like, what did we say? 10 bucks on a parlay. If we hit all 16 games, because it's a huge win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We went, what was the close? The close we were last year was like 14 and two, but yes. still all it yeah. takes is one week. they right. being 16 and oh, and we got money in a bank. Should so. still come out. Okay. At the end of off of, oh, yeah. off of 10 bucks to start. Right. Yeah. Cause that was my records on the left. That was 151, 87 and two. Do we have – because that, that was – Overall, we had 152. I was about to say. We actually had one better than me. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, as a group. So, as a group, we were 152, 87, and 2. And or what, 86 and 2. And what's the win-loss on that one? I, I can't do that quick math. 52 to 8, 152 to 87. Quick math. Oh, well, it was 86, so it would be 66. So, 66 Long. times 10. Yeah, 660, 660 bucks we would have banked we would've been up. last year if we just put Amongst 10 on four guys. If we all put 40 in in the beginning, up. we would have been up 660, so it would have been you know, almost 150 bucks each, a little more than 150. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, and once they have sports betting in Ohio, we can. That's the goal. Or we just fly to Vegas every week and do it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, sure uh, <laughs> Shiv would be down for that. <laughs> I would. I, I God, I would love to. You've but, gone how many times this year? You went twice in a month, didn't you? Yeah, I went twice. I went and came back, and then two weeks later, I was back out there again. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got um, Jeremy got to us. Well, hold on a second. We need to really quick before Sorry. we get off the golf topic and we do yes. that. Uh, we got to pick our champion, FedEx Cup champion. Kepka. And Brand took Kepka. Correct. See, since this doesn't count for a quote-unquote championship, I pulled Tiger out of my ass last year and almost won. I was one hole away from winning, just like Tiger was we one hole away from not getting caught. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not going that much further down, but I love Xander Schauffele. Dude, I love X-Men. Give me Xander Schauffele. I love is, that pick. He's a, a little over 1,000 points off, but if Brooks stumbles here and Xander, who finishes top 10 to top 20 a lot, is going to pick up points quick, you never know. And he could, you know, he gets hot on weekends quite a bit. Saturdays and Sundays, man. I don't know what it is, but dude shooting four or five under a lot. So I'm gonna go with Xander Shoffley to take it home. What about you? Pick a golfer. I like Brooks. Yeah. Okay. I, I, do you it's hard so to do you understand that. what they're doing with the tour championship now? Yeah. The where, last tournament of the year. Yeah. 
where you start ahead, like he's going to start, what would you say, based 10 on, under? Based on how well you've performed. Yeah. Whoever's first starts yeah. 10 under yep. at that right. event. That's crazy. Which I like it. It makes sense because it gets guys to play more throughout the year because right. they just skip. Right. Win a couple events and skip out. I just put in a quick DraftKings one, and I can't even believe I got this lineup. DeChambeau, Fowler, Kisner, Shoffley, Spieth, Matt Wolf. Holy shit. Market. Market, I like it. I might win 10 bucks off that. I'm going to try that out later. All right, so Jeremy, before we get into some baseball, um, Jeremy has his trivia questions. You got the paper ready? No. Okay. Who holds the record in the NBA for most career blocked shots? Most career blocked shots? Correct. Your pen's in there. It should be on in the top. What are we at? We're tied is four it, to four. Is it somebody within the last like ten years? Or are you going to give me some time. sort of? I have like, no idea. He doesn't give me the answer. He's live right now with us. I don't know the answer. Some so. sort of like Dikembe Matambo bullshit. Could be. So you say Matambo. I'm going Wilt the Stilt. What was the question? One more time. Sorry. Who holds the record in the NBA for most career block shots? So we got Wilt. I'll go with I'll go with Dikembe. Man. Dikembe. I like Dikembe also, but that seems like it'd be too obvious. But I'm going Matumbo. I think that's a good choice. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, if you tell me it's Rodman, I'm going to throw the microphone <laughs> at the TV. Uh, here we go. He just read it. Hakeem Olajuwon. Ooh. Good. Good. That's a good pick. question. Should have. That is a. I wouldn't have thought Hakeem him. Hakeem the Dream. Mm. Well, I, I picked the right continent. Does that count? <laughs> No, 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 no. This is a good one. We're all Buckeyes fans here. What NFL team is Terrell Pryor currently on? I kind of want to say Pittsburgh. but I'm going to put Steelers. Uh, The last I totally recall, and he may still be there, the Jets? I feel like when you wash out of the Browns, Steelers take you for like their third I'm gonna, or fourth. I'm going to say the Bengals, and you're saying the Jets. Yeah. Steelers, Bengals, Jets. Let's see the answer. He's typing. Typing and Typing, hits. typing. Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Jesus. We'll see now if he makes the team. Next. The Jags. Nice. Okay, so so far we're all over two. Yeah. We're, we're not I, doing pretty I good. I added Shiv to the list, too. Good. Shiv's on the list. Unfortunately, you're four behind, so you're going to have to catch <laughs> yeah. up. That's okay. Because if it's something that we think we all know the answer, we usually do a one, two, three shout well, out. I'll put an asterisk next to Shiv. <laughs> asterisk. Okay. This one is the toughest. <laughs> well, that's great. Jesus. Tough ones tonight. Zach, awesome. Zach Greinke is one of four active pitchers with more than one ERA title. Name the other three who have led their league more than once. Each one correct is one point. Oof. Um, Sandy Koufax. Greg Maddox. So Greg Maddox. Are these starters? Uh, one of four active four active pitchers. Oh, active. shit. So you're out. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, <laughs> with more than one ERA title. Active, Active pitchers. Uh, give me okay. Then give me Clayton Kershaw. That's one for me. Max Scherzer. Mac, that was another. And Justin Verlander. He's not my other one. Not Verlander, but Noah Syndergaard for me. Okay. Thor. What about you? I got Scherzer, Syndergaard, and um, 
Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. And you said? Kershaw, Scherzer, Verlander. Yeah, I like Verlander too. So I'll take I'll take actually Bears three. <laughs> I like it. Bears three. Let's see if he gives us an answer. Answers, please. Kershaw. Five times. So five that's time. five we, time. We're only only getting one, by the way. King Felix Hernandez, so 2010 and 14. David Price, 2012 and 2015. Okay. Nice. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, Price. The last couple of years has sucked, but yeah, I mean, in Tampa and in Boston, he always had a he he had a lower ERA. And then certainly Hernandez. Fuck, I forgot about that. Seattle, they didn't score runs for the poor guy. Should have said Corey Kluber too. It would have been close. There's a lot of potential pitchers that were out there that could have done that. He said, "That's it for tonight. I'll have some more next week." Okay. I like this segment, adding Jeremy to the sports show. You know, it's funny because my dad um, says that he likes the way we do it because he has a chance to yell at it when he's listening to it oh, in does the he? car. So, like yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he, I can't remember which trivia question it was. It was maybe the first time that we did it, and he was, like, yelling it, and we both got it wrong. And he goes, you guys are idiots. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Dad. Show trivia if available. I'm going to see if he is a night uh, for the – for the wrestling show, we can have him on the wrestling show to do some trivia for us. So baseball, we're going to talk about this. I don't know if you saw this. This cracked me up to no end. Um, so your Justin Bieber's fake cousin, what is it, Sugar Shane Bieber? Is that right for the Indians? Yeah, Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber plays for the Indians, and i got to go back and find this. Um, I think I know what you're going back Yes, you here. do. Here we go. So his tops baseball card. I'm going to read it to you. Until Bieber did it in 2018, no Indians pitcher in 54 years have logged six or more strikeouts in each of his first three big league appearances. Justin was <laughs> particularly comfortable on the road, where he whatever his record was seven and zero. Yeah. So and he tweets back, "Is it?" He says, "Nice smiley face at tops." Top says, "Is it too late to say sorry?" That and the thing is, is how many have ever those printed? Who knows? That is now going to be worth money. Because anytime Tops, I don't know Messes a lot a about card. baseball yes. cards, but I know that when Tops or these big companies fuck up, that card is automatically worth money. Yes, but not as much as it used to be. There's a, right. uh, a there's a really good documentary I just watched like two weeks ago where it, it takes a look at what happened with the baseball card industry. It's worth your time. Where was it at? Where did you find that at? Uh, I think it was on Netflix. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a Canadian. Uh, filmmaker and he uh he documents going and tracking down what happened to baseball cards and why the industry kind of killed itself it cannibalized itself throughout the uh, early 90s and late 80s when everyone thought they were going to send their kids to college with their baseball card collection yeah yeah i know that there was i think i still have a hank aaron somewhere sitting there who knows where it's at and that's probably the most valuable one i had and when i mean i hell i used to buy and this was late 90s probably when i was younger eight nine ten um that i would go to the store and buy the little three dollar book that would you could look up the prices the beckett yep, yeah the beckett, beckett. Baseball look up the monthly. prices of the card my dad had a shitload of them he had my dad had so much stuff that he had to get rid of because he had a problem back in the day and uh one of the things that i was pissed off that he got rid of he had two mickey mantle baseballs that were autographed he had a roger maris photo that was autographed and a marison mantle photo that was autographed and he had, he got rid of them all, but he had 20 Derek Jeter rookie cards. So he got the most money he could out of them then, but it just sucked. 
Yeah, they. they I mean, they wouldn't be worth nearly no. as much today as they were, you know, yeah. twenty so, years ago, was, uh, thirty years ago, really. That was great. So another stat that I wanted to give is home runs against a team in a single season, just because this is going on right now. This is big uh, currently. So most home runs versus a single opponent in a season MLB history. So fourth place, you know, overall all time, 1956 Reds had 44 home runs against the Dodgers in the year. 2017, the Yankees had 46 home runs against the Orioles. This year, the Yankees have 47 home runs against the Orioles, and they play them, I think, either four or six or seven more times. Just spanking them. Yeah, they hit six last night. And then in 1956, Yankees again, 48 home runs against the A's. So all they got to do is hit two home runs against the Astros, which is going to happen, and they beat their own record for most home runs in a single season. Congrats for beating up on the second-worst team in baseball. Thank you. You're welcome. How about the Red Sox? They're falling apart, aren't they? I love it. Love every minute of it. You know, this is the you always go over baseball standings every week, and I always zone out because I don't give a shit about baseball like I used to. Right. Um, just looking, I mean, there's not a lot of tight division races this year, which is a little bit disappointing. Wild cards tight. It is. Um, but I mean the I'm, I mean there's two there's three divisions that have well I guess technically the Rays are nine and a half out, but. Four divisions, but three divisions that have any sort of a race right now. Yankees aren't going to lose that division. No. But um, in the wild card, the Indians have the first wild card spot, the Rays second, and then Athletics are only a half game out. So and the Indians, I think the Red Sox are done. And the Tribe's only two off of Minnesota right now. Right. But the A's aren't going to be the A's aren't going to overtake Houston, and Tampa is not going to overtake New York. So they're going harder for the wild card, where the Indians are going for the wild card and the Central. And the Yankees, don't forget, are doing this with their Triple A team. Is essentially who's all playing right now have become their starters, and their Triple A team in Triple A is actually first in the International League, and they're all Double A players. So good farm system, good to see. Um, it'll be interesting. But here's what gets me. The MLB, uh, the or the MLB, the NL wild card. Washington and Washington's a game and a half up from third place. So the which is the Cardinals. So Washington's up. Phillies are there. They're a game ahead of St. Louis. The Brewers and the Mets. The Mets came out of nowhere. They've won six in a row. They're nine and one in their last ten. When we covered this two weeks ago, they were six and a half out of the wild card. They are now one. Their pitching's coming together. Their hitting's finally coming together. They figured out their bullpen. It's great because they had it, – it's a lot better. Because earlier in the year, I think it was a month or two ago, we looked at what's been going on blown save-wise. The Mets had 31 blown saves at that time, 31. And the next team had 18 blown saves. Mm. That is insane. The Mets are a good team. They have solid – what is it? Uh, Alonzo. The, the yeah. rookie, he won the home run yeah, derby. Pete, Pete Alonzo, yes. Pete Alonzo, he's got 36 home runs this year. He's a rookie. He won, what, a million dollars to win the home run derby, and his salary this year is 500000 Yeah, yes. So, incredible. Yeah, and I'm just, I was just looking at the Indians' schedule. They actually have four coming up in Minnesota the next four nights, which is going to be crazy. It'll be good to see. Then home against Boston, then at the Yankees for four, and then at the Mets for three after that. So they're going to be on a seven-day New York stand. Then they get Kansas City. Detroit, Tampa, White Sox, Minnesota again. But I find this odd. They end at Washington. Why the hell are they ending in, in interleague play? What is baseball doing? That's what? stupid. That is dumb. Makes no sense. They go Philly, Chicago White Sox, and Washington to end the season, end the year. That's so wild. I had 
so going back to the beginning of the season, I had Yankees over Dodgers in six. You had Red Sox over Dodgers. No, I had Astros you had, over Braves. Sorry, Red Sox over Dodgers in seven was Brandon. Yes. Astros over Braves, 6.9. Astros are going to be tough now that they got Grinke. And Brandon's about out because I don't think the Sox are uh, going to make playoffs. No. And then uh, the, the guy that walked the plank, the stat parrot, Astros over Dodgers in five. Which all of those, though, are still looking up. Yep. If you had to, do you watch much baseball? Not a fan anymore. I grew up a Reds fan, but you know, back when I was first watching baseball, that was back when they had, you know, Pete Rose's player manager. It was like so, back when Mickey Mantle was playing. No, I like I like the Reds. I liked uh, I liked the Nasty Boys in the '90s. Um, I still love Chris Sabo and Barry Larkin, and you know, Daryl Strawberry. I think Marge Shot is probably the. <laughs> most detested baseball owner outside of maybe Steinbrenner of all time. Um, but, you Probably know, as a, Reds, right. as a Reds fan growing up, they haven't given me a lot to cheer about, you know, uh, in my since my formative years. I, I did want to ask you, you brought up uh, the Yankees earlier, mm-hmm. and Jeter's a shoe-in uh, for 2020 for the Hall of Fame. Last week or two weeks ago, I was reading – that Tony Perez and Andre Dawson were probably going to boycott his induction ceremony uh, because <laughs> Jeter fired them. Oh um, God! At, at, in Miami, um, opinion on that at all? Idiots. That's it. That's all I got. Like <laughs> Jeter, it, it's going to take a while to see what Jeter is going to do with Miami. Miami is trash right now, and he's he, but he got rid of big contracts. He did all of that. We'll see what they go after. Nobody really wants to play in Miami. They've got shitty, you know, attendance. Tampa Bay's worse, but Tampa Bay, we talked about earlier, I think a couple months ago, that they might play in the future half their games in Montreal. Tampa Bay would. Somebody tweeted out a picture of – they were at a Tampa Bay Kansas City game earlier this season, and there might have been 200 people in the in the Jesus. entire stadium. Um, some teams are hurting right now. Tampa Bay is probably the worst. Oh yeah, Agreed. in terms of attendance, get the team out of there. And they were thinking what the Expos, right? Or yep. I shouldn't say the Expos. Back to Montreal. Yeah. Who knows if they'd be the Expos again? But I assume they would be if they end up trading or trading. Jesus Christ, moving. If they end up moving there. Um, but they said also they wanted to split, right? Which I thought was odd. Why the w- hell would you split a base? That's what I don't get. Yeah, I don't either. Toledo should just get a bigger stadium and then uh, get an MLB team. We got the market for it. Um, I don't think a lot of people uh, show up to Mudhead's games. They sell out majority of the season. Well, they sell Ten, out. 10,000. I'm just saying tickets. That's because they have people who probably forget to cancel their season tickets. I've been to a couple games, and there's maybe 3,000 people, people there's, there. But there's also the, I mean, it's what, a $9 ticket, $10 ticket? Right. Yeah. So you put a major league ball team in a mid-sized city like Toledo, it's not going to be the same. Plus, Detroit siphons off a lot of the fandom. I mean, people go to Mudhens games because they're Detroit fans. And that's a feeder team, so that's part of it. Maybe Columbus then. Do you remember when Kenny Rogers pitched at Fifth Third Field? And, I mean, there were people lined up like three deep outside just trying to get a glimpse of the guy because you couldn't get a ticket. Right. You just couldn't. I, um, the only one I ever remember going to, I mean, seeing a, a big pro at the time was Garcia Parra. Um, when he was injured, oh came up, played for um, – uh, the the Paw Sox, right? Who the hell are they, right? Um, and Paw Tucket. 
everyone was like, ah, Nomar's hurt, he's a nobody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he blasted a 440-foot homer to dead center like I've never seen before. And I think these guys realize that, oh, shit, that's not good. I know what, Tebow was here, what, three weeks ago or something, wasn't it? Yep. And I didn't go. I don't even know if he played, but that's what I saw their advertisement. Oh, Tim Tebow and the Mets uh, AAA team's coming to town, so buy your tickets, and I guarantee that sold out three days. I would almost guarantee that. He's the greatest college quarterback of all time, and in my in my book, anyway. But I would I would pay to see just to see that, you know, um, to heckle Tebow because <laughs> I like sitting behind the visitor dugout when I go to Mud Hens games. <laughs> I, I like You'd sitting have to nicely heckle Tebow though. I go when yeah. they play Scranton. I usually go once a year unless somebody just says, "Hey, you want to go to a game?" You're and too pretty for sports. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> I. <laughs> I sit behind. Um, I sit behind usually home plate. I'll take the old man, and we're big Scranton fans. We'll wear our Yankees jerseys there. Otherwise, I'm rooting for the med, Mud Hens. And then it's just nice to see some of the guys there. So I mean, a few years ago when we went, we got to see Judge. We got to see you know Sanchez. We got to see these guys that are now studs up in the MLB. Yeah. I mean, if you know, if that's a good thing. If you know and understand your scout team mm-hmm. and the up and coming prospects, it's fun to go watch games like this. Yeah. I'm not a Tigers fan. I just happen to live in Toledo. I don't Correct. give a shit about you know the the uh, mud or I'm sorry the Tigers farm team. I just like going to Mud Hens games. I mean, uh, and I wouldn't go there for I mean unless the Indians had a huge prospect, I wouldn't go there to see whoever the Indians um, farm team is now. Uh, I think it's Columbus. Is it? I think yeah, it is the Clippers. Clippers. It yeah. used to Clippers used to be the Yankees. Yeah, I know. Farm team and and which made zero sense, right? And I think the Indians were Scranton, maybe. No, I and here's what's weird. I do believe that the Clippers farm out to Cleveland and Cincinnati. That both of those organizations have ties to the Clippers organization. Mm-hmm. So pretty good. Yeah, it's it's weird that they would share that, but given the proximity of Columbus to both cities, I guess it kind of makes sense. Right, it does. Um, now, I've always been confused because the Walleye are kind of like that. You know, they get a couple teams, or they did have a couple teams. I think the Blackhawks and the Red Wings could pull. Correct. I've always wondered how who gets first dibs on a guy. How know. does that work? You know, I've always thought that was I think they standings, rock, scissors. something. Yeah. yeah. Standings has something, and then they probably get one. The next guy gets it. Like, kind of like waivers. Rock, paper, scissors. I prefer I that. like that, too. All right. Um, Tebow, by the way, is batting 163 in AAA. Um, not good. Sorry, Tim. All right, let's go to NFL. The uh, We're, we're going to do an AFC North preview. But before that, um, we're going to thank our sponsors, of course. So thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to Brandon All Wear Clothing. Uh, for the shirts, for for being the first and primary sponsor of us, and we look forward to getting more shirts from you in the future, and some other things. We talked about beer koozies and stickers and magnets and all this other stuff. We'll think of some things that we want to do. Maybe a blanket, or uh, I like the hoodies. Coat would be sweet. Polos would be nice. I think it look good on a polo. Everybody uh, likes can koozies, and they're cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. And well, all those were sponsored. We didn't have to pay yeah. for shit. So we got to thank Brandon for that. And Brandon at Hallwork Clothing. Thank you to uh, Crandall Squad in Lawn Care. Give them a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not wherever that was in Australia. Do you remember? It was near Ayers Rock, I think. I don't remember the name of the city. All right. And then thank you to Cassandra at PNC. And thank you to Tim at Verizon. So moving on to Antonio Brown. Did you see this about his foot injury? 
He has a foot injury. It's extreme frostbite. It's disgusting. Caused by the caused by the cryotherapy machine. Yeah, because he wore the wrong shoes. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I just saw that he. That's disgusting. Is the, it the bottom of his feet? Like you could peel both of them off. It's nope. gross. I, yeah, I don't need to look that no, up. You I'm don't. good. No, you don't. It's disgusting. I got pulled right into that one, unfortunately. The uh, so if you now he's with Oakland anyway, but let's talk about the AFC North. We don't have to go much into it. Whoops. Um, AFC North hit my Google button. The what do we got? Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Baltimore. Baltimore. So, top to bottom, I'll let you go first, Shiv. What's your standings? What's their records this year? 16 games each. Um, I'm going Cleveland, number one, uh, probably 11-5. and I'll go Pittsburgh second at 10-6, and and I'm being generous with them. Uh, Baltimore, maybe 8-8, and and then Cincinnati, 5-11. and so opposite of the Browns record. I'm going to write this down. So I'm going to put Shiv, 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 Bear, and Gary. So you've got Cleveland at one at ten and six, or oh, eleven and no, five. I'm sorry, 11 and five. Eleven and five. Pitt at ten and six, right? Yep. All right, and Baltimore eight and eight. Yep. And then five and eleven. Correct. All right, Bear. I have. Cleveland at ten and six. I have Pittsburgh at nine and seven. I have Baltimore at nine and seven in third. And I have Cincinnati at three and thirteen. Wow. You were really mean to them. Uh, Cincinnati they're not gonna be good this year. And I mean, I know that Marvin Lewis has sucked forever, but he's gone finally, so they have a new coach and a new system after sixteen thousand years. It feels like. But you're still you're still relying on Dalton to deliver, and I he's not your guy. I mean, at this point, mm-hmm. I think they're just. I, I think he's a, a placeholder quarterback until they figure out what they want to do or who they can get. And I say that too because one, you're you're right, Dalton. I blah right. AJ Green's hurt. He's out at least the first two weeks for sure. Um, their first round pick, their offensive tackle, Jonah Williams from Alabama, is out for the year already. So it's not looking good in Cincinnati no. to start. Um, it's going to be a rough, rough year for them. Offense isn't going to be great. I think the only, um, should I say, bright spot will probably be Joe Mixon. Um, you know, he's going to be a workhorse. I feel, and they're going to feed him a lot the ball as well. You know, as well as pass out of the backfield, but. With no A.J. Green for a couple weeks at least, and who knows if he even wants to be there anymore. I mean, he's injury prone. He's getting older. The team sucks. I would not be shocked if he gets traded mid-year this year. And I can see that. And Dalton is Dalton. Uh, Barry, you and I are just one game apart. That's it. I've got Cleveland and Pittsburgh at 10-6. and six. I've got Cleveland with the tiebreaker. They're going to win the division. Baltimore at 9-7, and seven, Cincinnati 3-13. and 13. Um We'll see. You know, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to be that big of a loss. They played without Le'Veon Bell. Pittsburgh's still Pittsburgh as long as they got Ben there. You got Juju as the main guy, and then James Washington's going to be good. Um, and the tight end, they're always throwing the tight end. So uh, it'll be a good year for Pittsburgh. However, the Browns just keep up and up, man. They haven't won their division since 1989. I looked it up. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was Pittsburgh that – got the tiebreaker at 10 and 6 either i'm gonna give it to cleveland though i want to see cleveland so i'm giving it to cleveland i think baltimore 
it'll be interesting to see what happens because quarterback put on a some muscle, some weight. So I don't know if he's going to run the same. Yeah, but did he did he improve on his throwing? No. Okay. So Lamar probably did not improve on improve on <laughs> improve on his throwing, but he's bigger, so it's going to slow him down a little bit. Um, and then Cincinnati's just trash. So sorry, Justin. Uh, they're trash. Jeremy, uh, you're welcome. All three of us took Cleveland to win the division. I think they get it. Ten and six. You know, everybody's saying, oh, they can go 13 and three, 12 and four. I've seen that schedule. They're going 10 and six. Yeah, I mean, with Baltimore, they're always right there at eight and eight, nine right. and seven. It's the only thing that keeps Little Harbaugh around. Um, Lamar Jackson, like I said, did he improve on his throwing or not? Because if he did, he'd be a, I mean, he'd be a monster threat. Obviously, he's a threat on his legs. Um, but if he gets that passing down and he can throw the ball or at least find a way to work him to throw decent balls somewhere. I mean, they just picked up one of the fastest guys in the draft at Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma. Yeah. So that's a big down the field threat. So you just run a little option to Mark Ingram or, you know, a fake option and then have Lamar throw the ball downfield. It's possible. Problem is they lost Terrell Suggs and CJ Mosley on defense. Their defense is always there, always will be good. I mean, they did get Earl Thomas. He's older. We'll see how he plays there. So Baltimore, I think same thing as always, 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, They'll be probably fighting for a wild card spot the last game of the year like they always do, it feels like. Pittsburgh, um, I, I'm going to compare Pittsburgh and Cleveland because I think the only difference I'm – sure, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say that. Pittsburgh has less talent right now than Cleveland. Cleveland has a much more talented team. The only thing that Pittsburgh has that's any different is the experience. They still have Tomlin. You still have Roethlisberger. Connor has a little bit of experience. So does Juju. Their defense is veteran-minded. And they just got Devin Bush, who, even though he's from Michigan, he was a better draft pick than uh, whoever the hell went to. Who's that? Rashad Gary went to Green Bay. Um, So I think if the Browns and Mayfield can play with the poise he did last year and be that mature guy, I think that the Browns sweep pittsburgh this year and that is why they win this division by that one game because they beat them twice like i said you can't deny the talent on cleveland offensively and defensively you have obviously miles garrett anchoring that defense but you got olivier vernon and sheldon richardson in the offseason i mean holy shit that line is going to be stout Dude, dorsey just Switch that whole team around. If, Two if, years. if Denzel Ward stays healthy and can avoid Holy the concussions right? and plays smarter than what he did last year because he ball hawked a lot, but he got himself in trouble trying to hit with his head down right. and had, what, three concussions last year, I think? Yep. Wasn't good, but, I mean, the kid is talented. So if he stays healthy, I think that Cleveland takes the division for the first time since Shiv said 1989, you said? 89, 30 Ooh. years. Yeah. All right, what you got there, Browns fan? What do you think about the Browns? I, I just yeah, I know you, you gave I'm your record, but what do you think about their team? I mean, you're a Browns fan, so I just kind of want to hear what your thought. You've, you've lived in misery for years. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, well, Bear pointed this out on the uh, on episode 100. This is the most excited the fan base has been since, you know, the, the team came back to Cleveland uh, under Tim Couch. Um, I saw a jersey one time where it had all of the quarterbacks that the Browns have had since Couch. And they ran out of room, so they had to go to the side. You know, the names. And they kept going out with, like, tape. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, just keep crossing them out. And um, I honestly think they got it right this time. I've questioned management in the past. I'm hesitant to be too excited because, you know, when I get too excited, that's when the train kind of goes off the tracks. Like, I thought Holmgren was a good hire, and I thought that that was going to, you know, turn things around. And, I mean, it just didn't. 
he, nothing produced there. So, um, and I liked Romeo Cornell. I mean, there was a lot kind of over the years of, you know, unrealized expectations that I had. We finally have, um, we finally have the team in the right place to win. Uh, we've actually got, and it's sad that it's happening without Joe Thomas. If I'm being honest, because did you see that picture of him? We talked yeah, about he's, it. Yeah, he's he's lost like he's shredded and he, he cut. I he know, looks like Stifler. He's he's lost like 80 pounds, something like and that. He's shredded. Yeah, because he doesn't have to you know push people around anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know that guy's been Mr. Brown and been our workhorse for years and and easily the best player on the Browns team for the last 20 years. You know, consistently uh, when he wasn't hurt. So um, yeah, as a fan. Uh, this is why I'm going 11 and five. I think a lot of the experts are picking 10 and six, like you guys. I think uh, I want that extra win. Um, I like it. I think we do win the playoffs. Uh, I don't. I know we're uh, we have Vegas odds in our favor to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know that we're there yet. I don't think you are. Um, offensively, we look really good. I think we have um, you know a couple of things on defense that we need to you know patch up. But you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. I think. We have a quarterback that is comfortable um, running. He's comfortable in the pocket. Uh, we have we we have some elite you know players in the backfield. We have elite receivers, and we have our franchise quarterback in Baker Mayfield. And the Ohio State fan in me hated that pick, hated it because you know I still in, in my darkest memories the flag <laughs> think about him planting the flag, but. You know, when you play for us the way he's played for us, all those sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, so absolutely. I'm 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 excited to see what he does. Did you guys see him chug the beer at the Indians game? Yeah, this awesome. week shotgun it. Yeah, Stone Cold gave it an A plus. Yeah, gave Aaron Rodgers a he, C, I think. Yeah. He bit the bottom out of his can. Um, that guy <laughs> loves playing in Cleveland. He loves the organization he's in, uh, and you can tell he does. And, um, and that's why that's, Freddie Kitchens is the coach. But that's what. That's what we've needed. We've needed players who actually want to be there. We have NFL guys who actually want to be traded to Cleveland right now. That's not happened in my lifetime. <laughs> so that's exciting. It's it's a really good time to be a Browns fan. So when they moved to Baltimore, did you uh, cheer for Baltimore or hate him? Um, I was torn because I hated Art Modell. But okay. those were my players, and I still wanted – I mean, uh, not everybody made the cut. I mean – I mean, look at coaching right away. I mean, you move the team, you fire your coach, and then he goes to New England and kicks everyone's ass. So right. it is what it is. But um, It's Art Modell's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if you watch that, uh, there was that documentary of the Browns last season in Cleveland, and you look at his work ethic, I, I don't know how you fire that guy. I, I don't understand it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um yeah, so I haven't been I, – I was heartbroken when they moved. I think I was a junior in high school that year. Um, and, I, you know, they weren't coming back even though uh, our two U.S. senators got involved and tried to keep the team in Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. The government got involved. But Modell just kind of did it, in this, you know, at, at night when nobody else could, you know, find out. And, um, yeah, so that's there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Back to the original um, question, I'm excited about the season. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think a lot of Browns fans have been burned so many years that um, we're all cautiously optimistic. But this is, in all honesty, this is the best we've looked. Um, And 
it's not just Cleveland fans that feel that way right now. It's it's everyone who's watching us and saying, you know, that's the team to watch this year. So that's exciting. To not be the butt of jokes anymore and to be, you know, serious right there. You know, and I, right. And I, th- I think LeBron helped us a lot, to be honest, because winning, you know, winning in Cleveland was not a reality until LeBron James made it a reality. We can be capable of being a championship city. He did um, good. Yeah. And the Indians, you know, they were they were up three one. They had a chance. Uh, Cubbies ended up coming back and getting them. But you know, they they had every opportunity. It's a, it's a winning city now, minus the Cavs. Now that LeBron's gone, but uh, the Browns, I think people are happier for because people like football more than any other sport. And to see Cleveland good, I'm excited to see Cleveland good. I might go to a game just to go to a game, right? Because they're they are going to be fun to watch. You got to pick your game. All though. young. What you got to pick your game because you'll you'll freeze your ass off if you go. In oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. And we went what in September a few years ago when Dallas was in town. Dude, that was seventy percent no, Dallas fans. No, that was November. Oh, was um, it? And it was a seventy degree game the yeah. first weekend of November. It was wow. maybe that's what it was. Wore shorts to a Browns game the first weekend of November, um, and Dallas beat the shit out of them. But that was when Cleveland was still blah. Um, I actually, I don't know if I'll actually go to the game, but I will be there that weekend of Sunday Night Football when they play the Rams Week Three. That'll I, be I good. Know that for a fact. So that, I don't know if I'll actually be going game. to the game, yeah. but it'll be a great game. And that's that's going to be it right there. You know, the Browns start off two and zero, and they go into that game right there, and they beat the Rams or compete with the Rams and lose close. There's going to be a lot more attention than what already is out there. And if they right beat now, them, absolutely. even more. Oh yeah. But they got to go in. They got to win these first two. You got to take one game at a time. Let's hope they do. Um, don't look ahead. Baker always talks about it. he doesn't look ahead, and I, I believe him. He's a kid, but he's he's leading that team. He's doing a good job, and they're rallying behind him. Yeah. You know they really believe in Baker. He's he's um, he really is the leader that you want on the field. He studies the game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he spends more time in the QB room than his coaches have seen any other quarterback before. So he's a student of football. Uh, he's exactly who you want. He leads not just, you know, by words, but also by example. He's your guy. And you I know, know he's pe- our guy. I know people didn't like know uh, Baker first pick. That's kind of odd, odd, odd. And it's like Dorsey knows what the hell he's doing. I like, really thought we were going to take Sam Darnold. I, a lot but, of people did. Yeah. Jets I, were happy. No, I, I thought we were going to – and, you know, he's not bad. He's he's fine. He's, he doesn't have a team. He doesn't have a line or a team or anything, and now he's got Le'Veon Bell. We'll see. Take the runaway. He did not want to go to Cleveland. He made that very clear. Baker was all about it. Baker was fine with it, and I think that's that's great for us because we have a kid who wants to be there. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And he's a blue-collar kid. I mean, yeah. Yeah. he was picked over at um, where Texas Tech, right, mm-hmm. by Mahomes and then transferred to Oklahoma and – yeah, like you said, hated to see what he did in Ohio State, beat the crap out of us, and then plant a flag on artificial turf. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, you can't knock what the kid's doing. He's a blue-collar kid. I mean, he's, got, like I said, got compared to Breeze, and he's making it. You know, he's not just being there. He's he's making it happen. And he, like, like you said, at the Indians game. I mean, watching what he does, he loves the fans there. He loved everything about it, and I think he's – He's going to bring playoff wins to Cleveland, if not more. No you, doubt about you it. You go back to him planting the flag, though, and you go back even further than that. Ohio State went into Norman and embarrassed them the yeah, year before. Did. Just just embarrassed them. And they were expected to win that game. So he plays with an edge. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. And he child. That's, tried to move it to the edge of the table. He's He has brought that that desire to win to, you know, uh, 
to the NFL. So it's it's for him, it's about you know proving himself every week, uh, overcoming you know uh, anything that's kind of uh, happened beforehand. And um, you know why wouldn't we want that in Cleveland? That's what we need in Cleveland. So um, it, you know I love the kid. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be a good few years and hopefully a while for the Browns. It's exciting to watch. I, I do like watching them. There's only one game out of every four years I don't root for them. That's when they play Dallas. Right. Other than that, I do root for the Browns. I have to. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so, your parents are season ticket holders. Right? Yeah, the neighbors. Yeah. yeah, the parents' neighbors are season ticket yeah. holders, and, and they treat me very well when I get to go there. And Actually, Browns fans are, are great people. So yeah, they are. Even when I'm wearing my Cowboys jersey, they don't give me shit, so it's no. good. Well, the game we went to was 70% Cowboys fans. Now it'll be different if it comes around to it. It'll be probably 70 80% Browns fans. Yeah, it was 2016, I think, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. They were still kind of crappy then. And so the big thing – or was it 17? It was Zeke was there. 16. They, That's why. I was there in 12. They play every four years. So 12, 16, because 20 they'll be in Dallas. So this is Zeke's fourth year? Yeah. Huh. I'll be damned. Um, so here's the thing. I want to go back to this. Uh, now that we're talking about it and we're thinking about it, is with Cleveland, and we know we know Tom Brady, I don't know if you mentioned it in episode 100 because I you know, kind of skipped over parts. I listened to the last hour and a half, but I skipped over football. Um, Tom Brady signed a two-year extension. That was like two days ago. Was so it two days ago? not talk about it Saturday. All right, so he signed a two-year extension. And it's Tom Brady. So for me, I think Cleveland comes in around the three seed, uh, ends up going to Foxborough to play New England, and I think they beat him. I, I really do. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Brady won, but I, I think the Browns can get to the AFC Championship against Chiefs. I think Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. Um, you can't deny Holmes. I think they're probably going to beat the Saints. I would go with the Saints or Rams. I like Drew Brees better, so I'm going to go Saints. But – uh, we'll get into that later, but I think Cleveland has a legitimate shot if they can keep it together and have no distractions, and they do have a tough schedule, but if they can play well, I can see them going against Kansas City in the AFC Championship, going in as a three seed, beat New England in New England, and it's going to be tough, but I can see them doing it, And but I think the Chiefs, man, with Mahomes, unfortunately, Mahomes is really good, and he's surrounded by some good people. And he could be Tom Brady of the next 15, 20 years. Easily. Yeah. It's down, yeah. Because they take guys away from him, he's still a stud. You know, Kareem Hunt, they got what, Damian Williams, who got hurt, but he'll be the man. Yeah. And you still got Tyreek, which we talked about a few weeks ago was bullshit. But they got Tyreek. They, they're going to do well. And they got Kelsey, of course. Travis Kelsey is a monster. He's a stud. You can take him first round, tight end. Cause Best he's like tight a end in the NFL. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's a Cleveland boy, too. Yeah, he is. Um, real quick. We talked about as Cowboys fans, Rico Gathers got released, so that experiment's over. And then, uh, what do you make of uh, Zeke talking about I'll holding out until he gets a contract? Don't worry about that when it happens. Okay. No comment. You think he's getting paid? He will. He will get paid. But I'm not worried about it because there's still four weeks till the season starts. So. They got so, they got a lot of money on the table in the Cowboys organization. I know they have other people to pay, but they got Demarcus Lawrence already paid. They got to pay Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. It's going to be tough, but you're going to pay Zeke. You pay Zeke first, and you pay Amari. Dak, I don't really care. Doesn't matter what doesn't matter what Jerry said. He will be paid before game one. Absolutely. Because he will sit out. He'll get paid. So That's what Jerry Jones does. Right. Always has. So uh, on to college, the NCAA. So did you talk at all about Matt Baldwin? 
didn't get his transfer waiver. No. Didn't get his waiver. Uh, I don't know if it's changed yet, but I know TCU was going to file a an appeal on his behalf. Um, why didn't he get the... Because he wasn't the big name. I mean, that's what I figured. I I think also a little bit has to do with timing. Everyone else was early and he was later, so I think that has a little bit to do with it. But he just doesn't have. He wasn't the number one recruit like Fields was, you know. So and Tate Martell going. I mean, yeah. he got his too. Um, I think that's why he'll get it. I think he'll appeal it and he'll get it. What do you think? I think he should get it. I mean, if you're going to give Tate the, I mean, Tate's transferred for the same reason, you right. know. Um, it's kind of a shame. I, I know that Ryan Day, you know, was probably instrumental in getting Baldwin. That was the quarterback he wanted. Yep. It's just, sorry about your luck. We have this option now. You Fields. Know, this, Fields fell in our lap. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's – I feel bad for him. He has spent, you know, the last two seasons thinking that, you know, it was going to be between him and, and Martell uh, for the starting job after um, Haskins left. And, you know – he hasn't done anything. We haven't really seen anything out of him. We just know that he was highly recruited out of high school. He's a Columbus area kid. Um, so, I mean, he was a homeboy. We kind of liked that about him. He understands the, the rivalry of the game. Um, I wish him luck in whatever he does. I, you know, I am one of those uh, once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so even with somebody like Tate, who's might be the most ego-driven kid in college football right now, I, I still want him to do well. Well, he we went know? to the right team for that. He, uh, <laughs> it's. I don't know if he's getting the starting job. I mean, it's going to be close for him down there. It will. Um, but you know, like, look, I became an LSU fan last year. You Burrow, know, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I wanted Joe we to do well, and Joe did well at LSU. He at first he didn't, but then he came out and did yeah. a lot better. Yeah, yeah, and he. Had, I mean, SEC is obviously the toughest division. Yeah, absolutely. In football, but I mean, he played. Alabama last year tough. I think he he beat Georgia, didn't he? They beat Georgia last year. I want to say they beat Georgia. I think their defense beat Georgia, but I mean he played good ball. And then he lost, I think, a shitty game. I can't remember to whom, but not too great. But yeah, I root for Burrow. I root for any. I mean, I'll watch Martell and root for him and hope he does well there. Just like anyone else, just like you said, from the Buckeyes who happen to leave, unless they go to the team up north and screw them. Right, and that's happened a few times. Well, it's it's gone the other way too. I mean, we got yeah. uh, we got uh, one of the Borlands uh, came down because yep. his brother, I forget which one it was. There's three, but the oldest one was at Michigan and came down to OSU when his uh, the second brother went yeah. to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. T- tough is he's. I think he's a senior this year, right? I want to say no. This was this was a different family. This oh, was like okay. Zach Borland and God, what were the other two kids? Justin and forget the other one, but uh, I don't think they're related um, right. to uh, uh, Tough, who's um, maybe my least favorite uh, linebacker that Ohio State's at. I mean, when he plays well, I like him, but he doesn't always do what I want him to do. So yeah, and his injury last year, he shouldn't have been on the field. I mean, he came back like six months after an ACL, right. um, or seven months, whatever it was, Ugh. and he. It showed. He got burnt quite a bit on coverage routes, uh, crossing routes. I mean, he'd go the wrong way a lot. He couldn't keep up with guys. If you're a liability like that, don't no reason to be on the field. You you look at my jerseys, like the majority of the jerseys that I have for Ohio State, it's always defensive guys other than Zeke. I have Zeke's jersey. But, um, you know, I have uh, A.J. Hawk, James Laronitis, um 
Bosa uh, Bosa. <laughs> I have, yeah, Bosa. Joy or Nick. I got a lot of use out of that because <laughs> Bosa 97 worked for like six years. Um, and uh, Cam Hayward, you know, those I, I like the defensive guys a lot. And Borland just has not delivered on defense like the legacy in front of him. So, right. Did you and you guys had a great discussion about Fields and Martell? I listened to that in the show. I, I was not on for that. You I weren't. I, I thought you talked so. a little bit about that. I don't remember. Because you talked about your hesitation with Fields, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't remember at all. All right, so we'll move on then, and it, that's okay. I, I am a little worried about. It. I mean, he. We haven't seen what he could do at Georgia. You know, because Fromm um, started. You talk. You guys talked about Fromm. I remember that he lost a job to Fromm. That's I do you, remember. That's okay. what you highly mentioned. Yep. And, and Fromm's a hell of a quarterback, so right. I can't take that away from him. But we never really saw what he could do at Georgia unless they I'm were pretty sure you were out. on for that because it was at the end. Okay. Um, once you get there, and the other thing is, I didn't hear. Did you guys make picks for the NFC North? Like who was going to win? Uh, not that I recall. Do you? So I think we just got into the conversation. So of Bears winning it there. You no, got the we, Bears. I, I think yeah. I think you guys picked Green Bay, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Chicago to all kind of like be close. A three-way tie for first. Well, I know Cody's yeah. going to take Green Bay, so I take that right out. I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking the Bears in that one. Give me Bears, Packers, Minnesota until Kirk Cousins can prove he's a winner, and then Lions. I think yeah. That's fair. I think Green Bay is going to struggle this year. I think they'll be eight and eight. Um, probably Vikings nine and seven. Bears ten and six. Lions five and eleven. I, you just never know with Minnesota. You know, it's uh, Cousins is just blah, man. Yeah, he is. But I, I like that order. I think Chicago uh, probably does slightly better than Green Bay and Minnesota. So, which one do you have ahead of the other? He has Vikings over Packers. I have Packers over Vikings. What I'll take. You know what? Since we were there this summer, I'll take Packers over Vikings, but I'm still sticking with Chicago for number one. All right. So we're keeping. So you and I will have the same Bears, Packers, Vikings, and Lions, and we'll put some records on this later. Um, I heard Bears, but we'll do that later. It's okay. So we got to get. We got to keep rolling, trucking along. We got SEC. We don't have to go deep into this. No. Um, but for me, I, Alabama's winning it. They're winning the SEC. I think they're going to beat Georgia. This is who they're going to beat in the title game, and they're they're going to go back to the playoff. Yeah, give me uh, Georgia, Alabama again, but I like Georgia. I do. Okay. Um, Tua, man, his the his just injuries worry me. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Those injuries worry me. He's not that big. Maybe he put on some muscle. I don't know what he did in the offseason, but he's been injured quite a bit since he's been playing quarterback. Right. And, and Jalen Hurts ain't there to back him where up. Where do you go, Oklahoma? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And he might not even start. No, they're saying it's iffy. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So I think Georgia beats Alabama this year and potentially knocks them out of the playoffs because I think they both come in at 12-1 and and Georgia beats them in the championship game. Okay. You? Uh, I agree. Bama-Georgia. Um, I get kind of frustrated, though, with uh, SEC fans in general because, I mean, really you're looking at – Four, two great teams, two good teams, LSU and then and, the rest is trash. Well, A&M's good, and they're going to be good. Um, Florida will be good this year. If one more person tells me that Tennessee is going to have a good year, I, no, I'm I didn't, so 
You're not going to hear Tennessee just, out of me. They're going to just put them. They're going to finish six and like six. fourth in the in the East. They keep getting highly picked though, like in in coaches' polls, no. and, and and I don't get it. It's the same thing with Michigan getting yeah. picked over Ohio State for no, finishing won't in the Big Ten. Season 1999 guys who are can, still living in the past. So much hype going into these teams that fail to deliver on a consistent basis. Kentucky had a crazy year, but I think they're going to be third or fourth in that division. Yeah, I mean, I really think it's going to be, like you said, obviously Georgia, Alabama are your tops. Florida with Dan Mullen should be pretty solid this year, and LSU. Other than that, you just have a riffraff of other teams that are in the SEC to beat each other up more or less. And every week think that we're going to have somebody beat Bama, but then Bama beat them 55-3. to what do, you think, uh, what do you think Auburn's going to do this year? I think they're going to go 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and, and I think Gus Malzahn's going to get fired this year. I, I think he's been around probably two seasons too long. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he wins like games that he shouldn't win, and I think it, it it keeps him around an extra season. So it'll be interesting if they keep him at the end of this year because I don't think I think they could potentially have a losing record going into um, playoffs. Not you know not not even make a bowl potentially. Ooh. Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, then he definitely get fired. There's no doubt about that. Right. So I, I think, though, this will be his last year in Auburn, and it'll be another high-profile job for a coach to get out there and see. Maybe Nick Saban will switch over there and God, get no. Auburn to win. I think Nick's going <laughs> to retire with the tide. Yeah, he's going to – he's something else, Saban. Um, and we'll get into other divisions later. So we got to get – we got to keep the ball rolling because I know you got to leave soon. Soon, um, yeah. What do you – you got to go five minutes from here, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we're good. Nine o'clock. Um Hour and 40 minutes in, so still we're keeping the streak of long episodes going. Uh, but we had a lot to cover, so we're going to go into our sports movie discussion. Excellent. Days of Thunder is the movie, and this is for Brandon, who is a big Days of Thunder fan. Um, he loves Days of Thunder, and he quotes it, and I quote it too sometimes. Um, I like it as an NASCAR movie. A lot of people don't like NASCAR, but I like the whole premise. You know, Rowdy Kyle Bush is because of Rowdy Burns in the movie, which you know who he is, who played Rowdy Burns. Oh, yeah. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Michael Rooker. Yes. Yeah. Who was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And- I will watch Michael Rooker in anything. I would watch him in a phone commercial. That guy's good. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Everything he's ever done, I've liked the way he plays the character. He's always kind of a grumpy guy, kind of like semi-pissed off. But um, there's a charm to him. And, yeah, Rowdy's very much a typical Michael Rooker character. I just saw Urshela hit a home run for the Yankees, so that is the tied home run for what we talked about earlier, that stat for most home runs against a team in a season. But uh, you watched Days of Thunder today? Uh, part last night and then the rest this morning, yeah. So I, since we're going to discuss it, I just want to hear your thoughts. The pacing of that movie makes no sense. Like, everything happens so quick. Um, so, you know... Uh, <laughs> Cousin Eddie wants to start a NASCAR team. <laughs> Randy right. Quaid, yes. Right. And, uh, you know, he talks to a mechanic who's kind of washed out of NASCAR because of, you know, some some inquiries. And uh, he, nope, I'm not coming back. Okay, I'll come back. Which is Robert Duvall. Right. Yeah. Who is the greatest actor probably of the last 50 years, and he's wasted in this movie, you know, <laughs> you, as, as the crew chief. Fun, fun fact before you go into this, what was his first movie? Oh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. He played Boo, Boo Radley. Radley. Yeah, he didn't talk. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Robert Duvall agrees, you know, just kind of, all right, you talked me into it. I'll build a car. Who's, who's the driver? Well, it's a no name you've never heard of. I call bullshit on that because we find out that he's got, you know, an, an, uh, an open wheel record and he's won all these, you know, uh, amateur cups. And so you would, I mean, if you've paid attention to stock car racing at all, you would probably know, you know, Cole Trickle because of how well he has supposedly done you know, you know, on this amateur wheel. circuit. Yeah. So, well, maybe. Do you know any open wheel people currently? But I, well, no. But I'm not in that world. Yeah, and I think correct. if you're if you're in I'm the in racing the, I don't world, know anybody. But if you're in the racing world, you probably pay attention to the oh, guys yeah, coming do. up. Yeah. 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 So I have a problem with that. So he shows up, and right away Rowdy hates him because you know I don't know if he just looks. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise, and he's pretty, and. You know, <laughs> He's five uh, seven, right? And he ends up uh, he ends up outpacing Rowdy and in, in Rowdy's car for you know the at the track for you know the test runs. Um, they end up, you know, every race takes like three minutes in that movie, <laughs> right? And for whatever reason, once they both wreck their cars, and and by the way, NASCAR would never allow their drivers to put people on the wall or rub to the degree. I mean, Dale Earnhardt never rubbed people nearly as much or as hard as the as oh, this he, movie does he just wanted to rattle their cage a little bit right <laughs> so that's a i mean it's not technically accurate at all it paints nascar as being a very rough and tough and i mean there's a lot of danger a lot of NASCAR, nascar people hated that movie my dad included because yeah. my dad says i mean you know, nascar guys not right. not just fans but yeah oh yeah because it's not it's not actual racing i mean it's not that's not how they it's like a love story slash drama slash partially right. racing right i mean that movie's about as accurate to nascar as space jam is to the nba <laughs> okay. so um the the guys are hospitalized because of an accident um cole has to deal with his um you know he's got a lot of like bad stuff in his head following that rowdy doesn't isn't able to return to racing uh suddenly they're friends you know well, just just I because i would say they're friends there's a uh... They didn't really they weren't really friends in that. Well they, they get along and he's they, like drive my car. Right. And so Because he knows he's the best driver. Right. Makes so sense. suddenly at the end of the movie he's driving his car for Rowdy. But you never see Rowdy again. No, after no. <laughs> not after that scene. And for whatever reason, uh there's beef. They never say why, but there's beef with the guy that uh takes over for Cole while he's out on injury, which is played by uh Carrie Elwes. And who is uh, uh, Jigsaw? Well, the in and and he saw he's, and saw he's he, in, he also didn't listen to Bill Paxton and Twister and got sucked up in the tornado. And, shifted yeah, its course. He did. He's but also uh, he ends up being one of the uh, Jigsaws in like in the, seven, the fir- saw eight. Awesome. But he's oh, the it, well, uh, he's like, spoiler. Yeah, I think yeah. it's long enough. That it's like Avengers Endgame. Didn't yeah. he die in the first one? No, no he, he just cut his foot off. Cut his got foot away. off. Oh. Yeah, but he ends up, you know, getting a new foot. They cut back to it. And he put a foot on him, and then he continues the game because okay. the one I guess guy I don't was need to watch it fucking it over. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to. I, I don't like those movies anyway. They're just gross. But <laughs> the, uh, the uh, he's he's the uh, he's the pirate in Princess Bride, which yes. is probably the only time I've ever seen him as a likable character in anything he's done. He's always kind of a douche. Yeah. 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 But for whatever yeah. reason, he hates Cole. <laughs> and uh, Cousin Eddie now has two racing teams. And by the way, he's giving Cole an engine, even though he's been a total dick to him for like the last 20 minutes of the movie. And then he gets that guy's He's like, to we like, got it. We got it. Yeah. They took it. We got it. We're right. good. And he just looks back, gave him an engine or stole right. it. 
quote and, unquote. And they put so much emphasis on Daytona as being, and I there's a lot of history behind Daytona the Daytona is 500 the main race, right? But you know there are lots of races to win, um, and Cole wins other races, and it's just kind of glossed over. You know, well it it's, is Daytona it's all 500 about is Daytona. The biggest, it is. Right. It's the biggest race of the year. Still, it's the first race of the year. Still the biggest. Always will be. They and call it the Super Bowl of stock car racing, and, and it's, it's the I first get race. It, it is. And um, next year, it's going to actually be different. It's, it's, I think it's the last race before the chase, Daytona. Yes, is. Yeah. yes, it is. So it's pretty good. It'll be fun to see somebody try to get in there and win and get top 30. But right. Anyway. But, I, I mean, the movie is very contrived. It's very convenient. These people don't like each other now. They like each other. Uh, Cole's doctor thinks he's an asshole, and suddenly <laughs> now they're in bed together. Um <laughs> It moves so quick. Like if you if you get up and don't pause the movie, you get up and you go to the bathroom <laughs> and you come back three minutes later. You missed a race. The relationships that two people may have in that movie have completely changed, and you have no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> so I mean, that's my issue with it. The accuracy sucks, and I get it. I mean, sports movies they kind of they, they have to make it exciting. It is what it is, but. Um, I, I think Talladega Nights might be a uh, a more accurate movie in terms of you know racing uh, than than um, Daytona or I'm sorry Days of Thunder. I like Days of Thunder. Um, it is historically inaccurate. Have you watched it recently? Uh, in the last year. Okay, watch it like this weekend. <laughs> Let me. Where'd know you, you watch it on? Uh, I and here's the other thing. I paid money for this. <laughs> oh no. I bought it on. Well, it's not streaming anywhere, so I bought it for nine ninety nine on Amazon Prime, oh, so I could gosh. watch it. Gosh, I think I have a copy of it. I might just have to watch the DVD. Um, that's fantastic. Well, the the owner, played by Cousin Eddie, is like kind of uh, mimics or is based on Hendrick Rick Hendrick, who is obviously the most prominent owner in NASCAR right now. Um, then he really wasn't. But uh, he, he's based on him. And then Tom Cruise's character is based on Tim Richmond, if anybody knew who he was. But his name is obviously a nod to uh, Trickling Dick. So <laughs> the uh, there, there's that. Bear, what are your thoughts? Dude, I have not seen this movie in at least 10 years. And I also couldn't find it streamed anywhere. So I have zero thoughts on this. I, I, I need to watch it. And I maybe I can give you something next week, but I'm not paying $10 to watch it. Sorry. Now I have happen. it. Now I have it forever. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can pay three ninety nine on Amazon Prime to watch it in HD, and you got like forty eight hours to watch it from when you start it. So if you're willing to part with four bucks, yeah, you can watch is, it on Prime for four tough. bucks. That's four tacos. Oh, and by the way, that's possible, but yeesh. In, in I September, for six extra bucks, I get to keep it forever. So that's why I need to throw out this since we mentioned tacos. In September, you are going to be here for this. We are doing a. Uh, <laughs> food eating contest we're eating soft tacos from taco bell we haven't decided if we're going to do two minutes or three minutes as our time limit to see who can eat the most tacos from taco bell i've had diarrhea before <laughs> so you're down for the challenge because this will be after the diet ends yeah i don't want to but we got to introduce food back no because if i lose 40 pounds i get to go back to vegas so it's I'll, one day i'll keep i'll keep score <laughs> me and bear yeah you just mark it on the board here yeah and, I was uh, trying to get fatter while you guys try to lose weight. So yeah, kudos to you. I'm trying to have the best dad bod I can without so, having kids. That's fantastic. So the last, the last, well, lastly on Days of Thunder. So Brandon 
He put get in the car, Cole, which is not the right line. It's actually let me out of the car, Cole. Let me out of the car. And she's just wanting out of the car. And then he he put in here one of the funny scenes. I'm coming into the pit. Ah, you can't. We're eating ice cream. Yep. Ice cream. That's the only part of the movie I liked. <laughs> He's just driving and talking about ice cream. Okay, the only two things I have to add just because I looked at this. So it got 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Um Lower than 39% then, Shiv, is what it sounds like on your rating system. I would put it in Tom Cruise's bottom half easily. I mean, and he he makes some good movies, but I would say, like, of all the Tom Cruise films I've seen, the only one that I've enjoyed less than this is uh, The Mummy. I didn't see that. The Mummy? Don't waste your time. He's in The New Mummy. Oh, The, the New, new Mummy. Okay, Not the one with Brendan Fraser. Don't. No. I was like, that was a great movie. Oh, that movie's fun. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, I, okay. Yeah, 10... <laughs> 10 out of 10 for me on that, just on the fun Are you factor. excited for uh, Tom, Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, have you seen the previews? Yes. The, yeah, the trailer looks awesome. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with uh, our boy, former Batman, Val Kilmer. I don't, all I don't like, know. He can't, I'm out, I'm out. Right, he yeah, can't, he can't talk, talk anymore. I, I don't know. They had, he looks like shit because of that. You right. Know, because of the, the They had to bring in cancer. somebody else to dub over his lines in the Snowman or whatever movie I watched that he yeah. was in. Uh, and it didn't it didn't work. So I don't know. Um, Tom Cruise always plays Tom Cruise. You know, uh, there's not he'll never win an Oscar because there's not a lot of depth to the characters that he plays. But he's fun to watch, and um, he does all his own stunts. Yeah, you know, he's just a cool dude. And he'll yeah. make and he'll make good money. That's what he. Cares What's your about. favorite movie of his? Of Tom's, um, Rain Man. Very good. Um, all the Mission Impossible's are good. I like him as. Uh, in Collateral is the bad guy. I thought he was really good. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent, yeah. the bad guy. You? Top Gun. Yeah, it is good. Top Solid. Gun for sure. Uh, War of the Worlds, I actually enjoyed. I thought that was a, a good So, really so you were the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was. I <laughs> My actually, dad liked it. I enjoyed that movie. Um, and a lot of people didn't. I, I did. Um, but I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, so... I like his. Like I, I was not a. I saw the first Mission Impossible and didn't see any of the others. Don't care to see any of the others. Just actually, not a lot of interest. Actually, pretty good. Recent. I mean, the last one was highly rated. I think it was ninety-seven on Rotten Tomatoes, which is crazy. I need to see it. I've heard good it, things it's from people really I trust. Good. Yeah, yeah. It is a good movie. Um, I actually like. It's not rated high, but it was fun to watch with the ex-wife because it was a comedic movie. It was a love story comedy movie. It was night and day with him and Cameron Diaz. We like to watch that one. It's okay as a movie, but it was just nice to spend time and watch that because we enjoyed it. Not a traditional like Tom Cruise film. When no, you say Tom not Cruise film, I, I I wouldn't my favorite Tom Cruise role of yeah. all time is Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Les Grossman? Yes. Yeah. Like, he was fantastic. You he gets so lost in the character, you forget that that's Tom Cruise underneath all that makeup and the profanity. Mm-hmm. He is so out of that's really his best acting job, I think, in any movie he's made. Yeah, he he was really good. And um, anything else on that movie? Yeah, the only other thing, and which is the craziest part, for as crap as everyone gives it, besides uh, Brandon, um, estimated budget sixty million dollars. What is the gross revenue this movie's made? Hundred eighty, two hundred million. Yeah, it would go as high as two hundred million. Okay, I see. I wouldn't think you guys would have guessed that high. One fifty-seven nine and nine ninety-nine as of recent. So, well, that's just that was probably box office though. This is just gross revenue, buddy. That that did so, you find yeah, it on Wikipedia? They got my ten bucks today. I am, I am or yesterday. Here we go. I'm on. 
I just pulled back my days of days of thunder Wikipedia budget sixty million box office one fifty seven nine. Okay, so he said so it is box office box office then. That's so, still crazy. Yeah, it is nuts. Um, and uh, okay, so moving on, uh, Mitchie Brusco. I don't know if you saw this skateboarder. Uh, Tony Hawk praised him. He hit the first ever twelve sixty on a ramp. How many which, spins is that? Four. Yeah. No, not exactly four, three and a three half. Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. That's insane. That's insane, but the thing about it is it's skateboarding, and as cool as it is, <laughs> that's a that sport. Great. We'll but, forget tomorrow. But it's a sport that has be to be re- respected and appreciated <laughs> in, in slow motion because what these guys do happens so fast that you can't see it. And when Tony Hawk was around, it was a big deal, obviously. Right. I, I Same thing Bob with figure skating. Was good. What people are able to do on ice, on skates, is amazing. But unless they slow it down on slow motion, you have no idea just how And nobody cares unless it is. Kerrigan and Harding. That's what put it on the map more. Yeah. I it's mean, Kerrigan and Tiny Harding. Yeah. That's fair. Margot Robbie played that character well, by the way. Tiny Harding, if you've never seen that. Tanya, I, Tanya. I, Tanya. It's on my uh, queue, but I've yet to watch she it. She did pretty well with it. Um, give us a movie next week, Bear. I threw Days of Thunder for Brandon. Oh, um, sports movie? Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Oh, I love it. And we're ending golf here, so we probably won't have any golf chat for a little while, and then it'll be football. So, uh, yeah, let's do let's do Happy Gilmore. I love it. All right, so on this day, we can wrap this up as we're going to be two hours in. We're at, what, hour and 57, I think? Yeah. Yep. All right, so 1929, Babe Ruth ties the MLB record by hitting grand slams in consecutive games for the second time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, tw- in 1936, 22 nations line up as the first base- basketball competition in the Olympic game starts in Berlin. Estonia beats France 34-29 to in the first game. You said basketball. Yes. Yeesh. Right. Uh, 1938, uh, baseball record, 2,000th Brooklyn Dodgers home run. Legendary shortstop, Leo DeRocher, homers off Reds hurler, Peaches Davis in the eighth inning, 6-3. I thought it was going to be Peaches O'Houlihan. <laughs> Peaches uh, O'Houlihan, related to Patches. Uh, <laughs> in 1956, Red Sox fined Ted Williams $5,000 for spitting at heckling Boston fans. Third incident in three weeks, because remember we talked about this a week ago, or two weeks ago. It's fantastic. 1960, Arnold Palmer, 20th PGA Tour win, rallies from a five-stroke deficit to enter a playoff, then beats Jack Fleck and Bill Collins to win the Insurance City Open. Hmm. In the Hall of Fame, 1972, Yogi Berra, Sandy Koufax, Lefty Gomez, early win, Josh Gibson, Will Harridge, Buck Leonard, and Ross Youngs are inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, 1972 for Koufax and Yogi Berra. That's crazy. And he hung around for a long time after that induction. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, 1983 PGA Championship. Uh, Hal Sutton wins his only major title by one stroke over Jack Nicklaus. Mm, for Hal. You know who Hal Sutton is, right? Mm-hmm. At the players, he was yeah. the infamous be the ball today. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. So first athletics world championships open at Helsinki, Finland, 1983. No one cares. 1991, American team of Carl Lewis, Mike Marsh, Leroy Burrell, and Dennis Mitchell set 4 by 100 meter relay world record of 37.67 seconds in Switzerland. 1992, San Francisco Giants announced the sale of MLB franchise to group of Tampa Bay investors. Move blocked by other investors. Obviously, they're still there. 
92, the Orlando Magic sign number one draft pick. Shaq attack. Shaq attack. In 2000, the L.A. Lakers announced retirement of former star player and executive vice president of basketball operations, Jerry West. Mm. 2004, Cubs pitcher, Greg Maddox, Cubs pitcher, Greg Maddox, enters the history books with his 300th career win in their 8-4 triumph versus San Francisco. The big one that everybody remembers from 2007, San Francisco Giants slugger Barry Bonds hits his 756th home run to move ahead of Hank Aaron and break the all-time record. Asterix? Yes. Absolutely. All right. Uh, 2010, Jerry Rice, Emmitt Smith, John Randall, Russ Grimm, Ricky Jackson, Floyd Little, and Dick LeBeau are inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'm going to end it with that. For that one. And birthdays. We, you said we had some birthdays today, didn't you? Mike Trout. Mike Trout's birthdays today. 28. 28. Is he going to go down as the greatest of all time? Um, No, but he'll be up there. He'll be he'll be top five. I, he won't be to the level where you know Ted Williams is at of hitters. Yeah. But he'll be up there. Okay. For a guy in the ending of the steroid era the way he plays and everything is fantastic i think bellinger might be the only one right now who could potentially be better than trout yeah cody bellinger is awesome i have his jersey in my closet where i tell you about that we're at the dodgers game and i'm with my uncle and uh with brent who we're doing willie nelson shows out there by the way willie nelson in toledo tonight so my uncle is in town um he he said if bellinger hits a home run everybody's getting a jersey here but we get him from Scotty's jerseys. So, and we got him, and just Bellinger just blasted it. Robbie just stands up, jerseys, <laughs> you know, and was happy. So, uh, last birthday, happy 32nd birthday to the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. So, uh, thank you. I got a concussion blowing out his candles today. Yeah, you're probably right. Thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Our Clothing. Brandon over there, uh, we appreciate the shirts. Appreciate your sponsorship and being the first and primary one for us. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not Australia. Sorry. Sorry, Australia. And uh, we, stu- we still want your stuff from Twitter at but, OTL Sports Pod. But I did find out that he will do the landscaping on my house finally. That's before we got drunk. So I'm, oh, I'm so mad that it took him, to him it. that long. It's on he, record. Oh, I know it is. Such bullshit. And thank you to Tim at Verizon, True Technology Business Partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies and can positively impact revenue for the company. And thank you to Cassandra, who can help with all of your banking needs at PNC, personal banking, credit cards, loans. She's there to help. Give her a call. And Steve, Savage & Associates, who paid for Frickers, gave us our spot for episode 100. We appreciate it. We hope to go back there sometime, maybe episode 300, maybe episode 150. We don't know. We can go anytime. Uh, we'll probably just book it when there is a game and just go record and just hang out there all night. And that'll be that'll be fun. But we got to go when there actually is a game. So, Thank you all. Um, As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I need a beer. Peace out.